And we are live. Welcome to Light the Sky podcast, where we are bringing you some of the greatest discographies ever uh, of all time uh, across spanning generations of influence. And we have just finished up our Nirvana show, uh, all three of those albums, plus the rap show. It was a great you know, a journey through their their career it was a lot of fun, and it only makes sense after Nirvana to go back and head over uh, to Los Angeles and take one of the biggest bands to ever emerge from that scene in Guns and Roses, or Guns and Roses, I suppose. We'll just call them GNR for short. Uh, one of the greatest discographies, I think, uh, of the late 80s. Definitely a band that can play stadiums. They definitely like the sky. They fall within our criteria. So for the next six albums, uh, we will be taking you on a track-by-track journey. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to debate the tracks. We're going to go through them all. And then we are going to have our love it or flush it and uh, really just close with some great discussion on the band and uh, their influence and what they could have been, what they were and uh, what they should be. So this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be doing something uh, tonight, uh, pretty much in line with the last show. So if you've been a fan of those, if you'd like, uh, uh, you know, to check out Nirvana. That should all be live by now. Happy 2022. Going to be bringing you a show week this year, and uh, we'll see where we go from Guns N' Roses. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun uh, comparing and contrasting the two bands. So if you're wondering why we're talking a lot of Nirvana in a Guns N' Roses discography, I think it's because they were natural rivals and we just covered them. So uh, tonight we're starting with, obviously, the debut album. One of the greatest selling debut albums of all time, Made David Geffen a lot of money. 1987, Appetite for Destruction. If you haven't heard this album, if you don't know the songs from this album, I don't know where you've been. I didn't grow up in this era, but this stuff is every. I mean, look, I was watching, and I don't know why, because the team is awful, but I was watching some bad Bears football last uh, week, last Sunday, and they played Sweet Child of Mine, I think, three or four times. I think every turnover they play it at Soldier Field. It's stupid. You can't escape this album. You must know it. So why listen? Well, we're going to have a fun debate over it. And I think there are three questions that we want to consider uh, throughout this debate. I've prepared that. I think that this will be uh, a good discussion. Um, I'd like to know, you know, does this album really deserve its place on the many lists of greatest albums of all time that it finds itself on? Does this deserve that level of acclaim? Does this album effectively capture a moment in time better than any other album of the era? Could you say this is the album of the late 80s, the album of the Sunset Strip? And as fans, do you like this direction better or worse? than what things were going on at the time. So those are the questions that we're going to consider. I'm going to throw a bonus question in there. And the bonus question is, do you want us to do a winger discography? <laughs> That's the bonus question. So reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, I don't know, wherever you'd like to contact us, lightthesky.net. Do you want to hear us do a winger discography? Or is that stretching the greatest album of all time thing to its absolute <laughs> breaking point? greatest discographies of all time beyond any kind of believable limit limit um we want to see we we, we want to see if a winger discography will pass the test so uh, for all those out there who are just begging for that scorpions discography we're not ignoring you we just might like a little winger see if that uh, uh might qualify but that's what we're going to be talking about tonight with guns and rises basically does this deserve the claim and does this album capture a moment in time better or is there another album from the era that might do a better job 
Um, I'm starting tonight with my opening thoughts. I'm going to keep it brief. Uh, here's how I'll start. Imagine it is Los Angeles. It's 1986, 1987. You know, the big thing back then was the record label showcase. And a band would showcase their talent um, for a panel of executives, back to the future style, I guess, um, <laughs> with, the, with the, the little table of, of you know, A&R men and everything. And, and they would play their set. And can you imagine, like the most common phrase had to have been, Yes, but do you have the songs? So many bands back then. Like you could just imagine, they got the stage clothes, they got the looks, they got the flash pots, they've got the drum tech, they've got the guitar techs, they got the, but do you have the songs? Because if you look at the whole scene, there's just not a lot of that. There's not a lot of really good songs. And this album has the songs. This album is everything you'd expect from one of the greatest albums of all time for, for the songs you know. And it's lacking quite a bit from the songs that you don't. This album is half Guns N' Roses and half L.A. Guns. I give it a 7 out of 10. Next up, we got Chris. What are your thoughts on Appetite for Destruction? Um... Yeah, I'll I'll just give my my opening kind of sentence. Again, I'll try to keep it uh, brief. Uh... Yeah, I pretty much said, I mean, this has kind of the authenticity and spirit of the best of classic rock music. Yeah, that was the one thing I think that set Guns N' Roses apart from their kind of their peers is that they had a much more kind of, yeah, yeah, they felt like a band that was kind of like on their own quest. Yeah, uh, that they were yeah trying to kind of capture what uh, kind of the bands that helped lay the foundation for what came after um and i do kind of agree with you mark there are a few moments where you can see i mean we're i guess it's almost impossible to fully escape like the la influence uh, as far as the party anthems there's a little bit of that um and that, that's probably the only negative but, but there isn't a lot of that there's i think there's enough uh strong kind of rock here that uh, uh that, that there's enough there that they kind of does stand on its on its own yeah i don't think that you can criticize it too much uh, and again, you've got yeah, Axel, a very uh, kind of brings this street level charisma that I think a lot of the other bands didn't bring. I mean, mm-hmm. he f- he comes off like a real person, a real tormented, where he wasn't just an act, which we'll get into in the when we get into the kind of the, the more general discussion. Uh, and you got to appreciate that. I mean, this is a band that really wasn't screwing around very much. Yeah, well, yeah, as far as what they were trying to prove, yeah, they were doing. <laughs> they were definitely living. The, the rock life, and roll life, yeah. yeah, yeah, probably more than anybody else. I mean, if there's one thing you can say, they were, and again, this has been spoken of ad nauseum, they were yeah, living that lifestyle that they were singing about, unlike a lot of other bands that were doing it, but it was not as poofy with these guys. I mean, with their, I mean, I think for the most part, I mean, if you were hanging with guns, yeah, you were hanging at Hell House, yeah, you were, it was probably pretty uncomfortable, though, pretty fairly, I'm sure you got a lot of stories, but yeah, if you made it out of there. <laughs> yeah, running with uh, the devil, for sure. Exactly. I mean, so, yeah, again, so, they, yeah, they, yeah, like I said in the beginning, yeah, there's there's an authenticity to what they're doing. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's, they sound like a band uh, from the they sound like one of their heroes. Um, yeah. And I will yeah, one more point. Uh, you can hear it a little bit. And again, after digging into the album, I did start noticing it a little bit more, even in the hits. Yeah, that in Slash, I mean, has admitted that he's a big Aerosmith fan. Uh, yeah. And I think the other guys are too. And you can, and there's some moments on here where you're like, yeah, that sounds like, like Joe and Steven kind of collaborating a little bit, but again, yeah, these guys give it a enough of their own that they kind of, yeah, where you kind of, you can forgive that. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Where it's like, 
you're paying tribute to your heroes, but you're not totally kind of trying to imitate them. Yeah. Uh, What's that uh, equal but, yeah. uh, on a 10 to you? Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed even some of the deeper cuts. Uh, yeah, there was like, okay, that's kind of cool. There were a few little things they threw in there to pull you out of the out of the sleaze a little bit, like that normal kind of stuff that we normally would be kind of ripping on them for. Where it's like, oh, okay, this it's fun. I'm bobbing my head. Yeah, and, there, and that's another thing. If there's one thing, regardless of the song or any criticisms I had, uh, my head was bobbing throughout the whole record. I mean, you can. This is just kind of bar. Just like, yeah, I would have loved to have seen these guys in '87 or '86 or whatever. I'm sure it would have been a hell of a all of a time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean the Aerosmith con- comparisons are fairly, uh, you know, common at least in terms of the, um, you know, a lost Aerosmith feeling to the record. Um, Aerosmith also had a big hit at this time. What was it permanent vacation? Yeah. Vacation what came was, out the same around the same time. Yeah, yeah, and probably even earlier. Probably even set up Guns N' Roses, honestly, because this right. album didn't get big until '88. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely I, I agree with a lot of that. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on this record? Yeah. So, and, and I think you guys really kind of capture what I was going to say really well. And and Mark, when you were saying about, well, do you have the songs? That's kind of something I was asking myself, where if you look at, and and I know we all know that we are huge fans of this scene and early to mid eighties, hair metal and metal and the sunset strip. And we follow those bands and stuff like that. Um, Hence the winger discography. Hence the winger discography. (laughs) Right. And, It's true. I I was trying to think too. It's like you look at 1987, all right, and and you look at Motley Crue. Girls, girls, girls came out. They changed their look from Theater of Pain, which is very bright, tight, uh, kind of spandex, neon colors, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they start getting into a little biker. bit of a southern biker. Mick Mars brings out the slide guitar, the the slide a little yeah. bit on the guitar. They got the leather jackets. And you look at Faster Pussycat, 1987, and it's like, okay, well, everybody around this same year was kind of doing the same thing. What was it about guns that, why did they stand out more than a Faster Pussycat? And obviously, Motley Crue was well-established at that point, and you can listen to both those records, and you could tell. It's like, yeah, there's these just, the the whole album is like a greatest hits record, pretty much. Yeah. For the most part. Uh, my favorite gun song is on this album as of right now. I haven't Same. listened. I haven't listened to the full discography, so maybe I'll find another one. But and it's probably not one you'll expect. But yeah, I, I, it's weird. It's like it's a band that I've known for a really long time, and I've and I've never been like a diehard fan. And I think I always appreciated more of the Van Halens and the Rats and the Scorpions mm-hmm. and the Crews and stuff like that. And this band. And, and to be honest, it's funny because, I, and, and it makes kind of sense because my da- my dad is a hard rock, more classic rock guy, and I remember whenever whenever Guns and Roses would come on on the radio in the car when I was growing up, like literally twenty to thirty seconds in, my dad would turn it off because he could not take <laughs> Axel's voice. Yeah. And oh. I was telling you, Mark, before the show, my uncle Doug, this is his favorite band of all time, so. He kind of got me into this band too, and I think it took me getting into more punk rock stuff and kind of maybe a sort of understanding like the Stones to really sort of appreciate like their look and their vibe versus maybe like a crew or a poison 
So it, it definitely is a little bit more street and I could see where the authenticity comes from. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go with an eight out of 10. Um, there was a couple songs in here that I didn't know. And um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where Kevin was asking, um, you know, during the Nevermind episode, it's like, well, can you really consider it one of the greatest albums of all time if there's filler? And there might be a little bit of filler on here. So that's why I'm like, well, I, I don't think I'm going to give it a perfect rating. But I mean, for the most part, it is it is definitely more in the positive towards an A than it is anywhere else. So yeah, I'll stick with an eight out of 10 for now. Yeah, and that whole filler thing is something I think we're going to be debating because honestly, out of when I said you know it's a lot more L.A. Guns and the songs that you don't than it, that you don't know that it's than yeah. it is Guns and Roses. But I mean, I was hoping to find a deep cut that I hadn't really dug into and that I would love, and I found half a song. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, I was thinking the same. I was thinking the yeah. same thing, and and to be honest, when I was going in for my rating. I was going to say, objectively, there's no denying. I mean, so many of these songs are so overplayed for me. Some of these I never need to hear again. And I kind of went into this, and it's like, well, I didn't really end up discovering anything that, like, nothing became a favorite that I didn't already love. But right. also, it's like, you, as much as I don't really need to hear a lot of this stuff, it's like, there's no denying, like how many radio hits are on well, this yeah, record. Yeah, it's, it's and, strong, also, yeah. and also, I, I really do think a lot of it, kind of like with the Nirvana thing, where maybe if it's not so much the music that does for you, you really need to like look into their image and their history and their story and the live footage and the interviews to really make the whole package complete. And I think that helped this past week for me. Sure. And the seven I give it is really more along the lines of just, it's, it's really on the strength of those radio hits. Um, and this would be like a 9.5 or a 10 for me had the, the deep cuts, filler, yeah. the deep cuts connected with me. And if, you know, you took one or two radio hits off this album, I, I'm hard to argue that's more than a six, but what do you yeah, think, Kevin? I'm, boy, I couldn't agree more with the discussion. I, I don't <laughs> want to be like, oh yeah, we all agree or whatever, but Man, some good points, and I had the same feeling, and I, I dug deep into this. I, I wanted a couple more days at this album, I think for good reason, because first listen, and none of those deep cuts really clicked with me. And by the end, I can't say that they really did. And yeah, there were some of those half songs, like, oh man, wouldn't this be good if? That's what I kept saying. Like, Man, wouldn't this be like an A plus song, or then my favorite deep cut? If, and then it would just be if always have, like a yeah. fill in the blank for that. And yeah, there's no denying yeah. that the hits are are for the most part titans, you know, and, and that carried right. the band yeah. and probably like, you know, it's one of those things like I said about Nirvana, like half story, half song. You know, it's 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 like there, it there's yeah. some kind of there's some kind of like attraction to the dangerousness of this band. Like well, yeah. you're watching a train wreck mm -hmm. going on. So, I mean, we'll get into that, I'm sure, even in the wrap-up discussion. But that leaves me around a seven and a half. I always tend to compare this okay. album to Boston's debut album, the other... At, at, I think this knocked off the best-selling album of all time. Right, yeah. And I just think the Boston album is stronger front to back. If you're talking sure. about yeah, less filler, the fact that like almost every song is a radio hit. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. like I, I got to take that 
And I know they're not even close. And right. I mean, they're in the same genre of rock, but they're not like the same scene at all. But if you're going to be comparing those two, I kind of think like that's just stronger songs. And if we're going to just be taking yeah. the songs, maybe this momentum just built and the hits are Titans, but it, it shakes out at a seven and a half for me. Well, with Boston, that's a great uh, input because, I mean, you have something like Something About You, which I believe is the ninth song on that my album. My favorite Boston song. <laughs> absolute burner. Of my a favorite track. Boston song ever. Yeah, there's only nine, so- there's, yeah, there's only nine songs then, versus, versus, song. versus, yeah. And another album, and let's just get this out of the way, I guess, because um, we know it's coming, or at least Kevin might. Um, but, you know, if we're talking about albums of the era, I... I uh, like it's not a better uh, like it's foolish i'm arguing uphill to make <laughs> I this hope point i know what you're gonna but say but skid row's <laughs> debut uh, like i don't know i think i'll put that on I more than this and maybe it's that. the yeah maybe it's the overplayedness of this i mean skid row sounds way too 80s it's it's way well, too for their for their debut sounding. absolutely yeah yeah this one is definitely more timeless on the production side but I mean, just Sebastian Bach just sounds so much better. Axel's hit and miss, yeah. you know. And Sebastian well, is more, there, much yeah, there, more yeah, there's, consistent. There's, I mean, yeah, that, that's the one point I wanted to make with Axel. I mean, there's jagged edges to what he does. Yeah, that there was yeah. jagged edges to Skid yeah. Row too, in a different I, I, way. I think, yeah, but it was it it what, but it wasn't as. Dark. I don't know. I don't know if that was again that Guns and Roses was the most like, like what Kevin was saying. They were kind of a traveling train wreck compared to other bands. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, in Skid Row, but that. In '89, there were the issues with that. It would, Sebastian weren't really known yet, but with Guns N' Roses, it was kind of up front. Okay, these guys, yeah, there's something scary going on here. And, but as far as the yeah, music goes, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think it's as far as off as you might think. Oh, there's um, one it's just song. The production that there's holds one that. song in particular that sounds so Skid Row on this album, or Skid Row sounds so Guns N' Roses. Either way. But I mean, yeah, and, and, well, I mean, Skid Row is yeah. after, but they're closer than you think, because I had to look up the Skid Row debuted in the January of 1989. Yeah. And this album didn't really rev up until mid 88. So mm-hmm. it's a bit closer than you yeah. think. Um, but, you know, this definitely gets the edge for coming out first. Funny um, enough, I mean, yeah, Skid Row, I mean, was kind of a, had been around for a few years, even yeah. by then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sebastian Bach was not the first singer right. uh, of that. Uh, not that they had a record deal at that point, but. Yeah, who knows? I mean, with them as a small touring band, maybe Guns heard Skid Row. I'd love to hear that. And yeah, was, and was there some, uh, yeah, kind of... Skid Row got their, got their time, too. I mean, they were, yeah. I don't know if they were headlining arenas, but they were definitely opening in arenas. And it, it's just that, like, I, I almost just think the songs are just, li- maybe just because I'm just tired of the hits on this one. You know, if I'm being honest, the Skid Row self-titled doesn't have anywhere near the peaks of this in terms of just the timeless hits, but it's still got some great songs. Midnight Tornado. Just a little bit like deep cuts that yeah, you like. And just like big guns. Yeah. Oh, I've always been a sweet big little gun. sister guy. That's my shirt. Yeah, a good one too. And then the, there's obvious ballads on there, and you don't really have an obvious a sweet child of mine. Here I am. It's a strong album. And, and, <laughs> like, and, and it and still brings that, the street cred. They had a grimy East yeah. Coast feel. Oh, yeah. I know. And. and yeah, it was a big I, seller, I think, too. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I think yeah, for, for, Atlantic, any, for Atlantic Records, I think it was the biggest seller that they had had uh, as far as that era, I think. Yeah. I yeah, will, they were kind of, yeah. I will say, too, and, and that's maybe another band that we could kind of, I guess, compare guns to more from a, maybe a visual aesthetic. But if you're looking at some of the other bands that I mentioned, like a rat and a poison and a crew, even just 
the kind of gear that these guys were playing, like Kramers, Charvels, Jacksons. I mean, everybody was kind of doing like that thing. And that all of a sudden bands like Fast Pussycat, GNR, Cinderella all start kind of bringing out, yeah. they start bringing out the, the Les Pauls again. Yeah. It's getting a little bit yeah. more Aerosmith. So maybe it was just a, and, and you could hear too, even with the production on this, it's like, it's not really soaked in reverb. There's no synth. So it, it is like a little bit more of a dangerous street, Stones meets yeah. Aerosmith kind of thing, which it's yeah. like maybe that was just enough to break away from the glam, right. hair metal, you know, Aquanet scene that was everywhere, which, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, not the most good... unique thing in the world, but it is kind of crazy that, you know, it was just enough to, you know, turn the... some heads. Kind of like the Nirvana thing. It's like what I was saying. It's like Nirvana's not necessarily doing anything new. Like there was punk bands way before them. Just that moment for whatever reason. It was just reason, like yeah. enough at that time where, it just hit where it's like, well, I, I realize this is not new, but it's new for the time, and I just, we need a change, and like, this is what we've been waiting for. And well, that's and kind of what it was, yeah. It's kind of like that perfectly timed thing that I talked about in Nirvana, but I don't think, I think that takes away from the strength of the songs on this album. I mean, who else of the era had the songs to this level? I mean, the arena hits, Van Halen, and who else? Bon Jovi, bon maybe. Jovi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, slippery. Like, it's a short was list. Earlier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a, they in one album they rose up. I mean, I think Motley Crue. You know, Motley well, Crue no, has you, the songs, but it takes them ten albums to yeah, do it. They didn't really it, yeah, have that. the front to back until Feel yeah. Good. Well, well, I think we're, it, I think you, you want to keep this for the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this well, the, no, uh, well, it's specific uh, to this true, album but, though. But you can even say like, girls, 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 and I'm sure that was like the kind of the peak of their drugs. For for crew, but like you can even say, um, there's kind of a lot of filler on girls, girls, girls too. Oh, it's a ton. It's girls, 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 and and Livewire I think is on that yeah. one. No, Livewire is on, oh, Live on the first record. I would say I know. I know. Theater Pain, Girls, Girls, Girls are the I know. I know. Kev's a Theater of Pain fan, but like I don't know. I I feel like you know I love Too Fast for Love and and Shout, but like. From there, I think it was just kind of a few singles up until they got to Dr. Feelgood, where here, it's mm-hmm. true. It's like, it's almost like Van Halen one territory. It's like, well, they everything here up. is like a greatest hits, kind of. But yeah, mm-hmm. but then but Van Halen at least had, I mean, yeah, then they did Van Halen 2, which I know uh, commercially is not as, I mean, we love that album. I mean, we love pretty much everything that came out up until 1984, or including 84, but uh, yeah, Guns didn't have that, though. They didn't have, they didn't, but again, we'll We'll get there. Wait for the we'll ramp up show. That I, I, is I, the I, key. I, I have a lot that to was, say, they, but with yeah. this record, yeah, every like, not this record, but every single band that was trying to get signed, the goal was to make a record that followed the template set by Van Halen, right? Yeah, like that, that was everyone was trying to do that. And it was funny just enough, to, yeah, with to this one, they Van didn't Halen. really do that. Yeah, and Guns N' Roses was kind of the only one, really, right? We would say that that followed that Van Halen template to an absolute T, a top-to-bottom record with some major arena hits, some long-term classics written, you know, not like fly-by-night stuff where it's more for the music video. I'm thinking like Poison had a big debut, but, you know, that stuff was because of the, you know, Talk Dirty to Me music video and stuff. Like, it wasn't necessarily for an album because I of agree. the music yeah. right i agree with you yeah, with the template yeah that definitely definitely follows that but yeah this funny enough yeah the style is much different though which is again surprising for the era but mm-hmm. uh, i think alex touched on it as far as what was that there was a changing of style in 87 where it went from like the glitzy to like okay back to basics kind of 
Yeah. Uh, why was it that moment? I don't know. It's like it's like with Nirvana we talked about. Yeah. Like why was it that moment that this little yeah where all of a sudden all the all the switches went on for this band? I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, let's yeah. find out, <laughs> Kevin. Let's start the track by track. Let's kick it off to Welcome to the Jungle, starting at three minutes and thirty. What an outro, and that it, 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 it's so intro. made for radio. It's like, yeah. yes, of course, that's going to be on late night rock radio when you're driving, of course. Yeah, and, and the intro, too. I mean, I, I know it's so overplayed, it's like Jock Jams Volume One for every <laughs> arena, but it boy, is, like is, this yeah. intro. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's it's Aerosmith just level so, right off the bat. Well, that's it's, so LA too. Like with the, oh, know, the yeah. sirens and stuff, it's like you could just like it's, you hear scene, that is, and yeah. you can picture it. Yeah, yeah what an establishing a, opening, really. There, and I know you don't need to hear that again because it's like basically every arena plays this, but it really gets the blood going. Like I can close right. my eyes and see like the puck being it's, dropped. It's the <laughs> it's, yeah. Like you can just, yeah. all right, yeah. like a power play is coming or something. Yeah, like, it just, yeah and it's and it's, it's the perfect timeless. It, yeah, it's, and it's the perfect tone. Yeah, it's funny. This was a song again. We've heard this song a, a million times, but I remember not too long ago, probably earlier in the year. I don't know why. Maybe I was just picking up and playing some uh gnr and guitar and i'm i started to appreciate this like it came on and for the first time looking at the song as a guitar player i'm like yeah that's just a ripping and it's so oh, yeah. simple too it's like it almost oh, nirvana yeah. level with how did they come up with that it's why can't again, i come up with that <laughs> again it's a simple thing that sets the, like you say you close your eyes it sets the scene which is a very which is what you try to do when you write a song especially in rock music is they have a riff that that is very cinematic and it kind of like you can see like you close your eyes and you see like the sun going down or up or whatever on the, on the strip mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden yeah we'll say the sun's going down and all of a sudden yeah you got the yep. yeah i mean it's they, they do it, here come the yeah, cockroaches they do it in the, i mean yeah you, you do it, they do it in the video i mean you got Axel getting off yeah. the bus and it's just like and then that's how it starts and it's the perfect uh it's fallen angel getting off the bus <laughs> right yeah <laughs> well, it's the difference okay. between poison and gnr it's still a great I music video though yeah, yeah with stan Paul. i, I think it. that um <laughs> nobody's gonna get who that is yes. i was just telling yes. i was just talking to shay about stan Paul like the other you need net, to come out michael you got you yeah. got a game Mike, in a couple minutes. Got a baseball. Got a baseball. He's game a Seinfeld guy, I guess. For everybody who isn't a Chicago yeah. Bulls, Wayne, I grew up a Chicago Bulls fan Wayne in the nineties. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is everybody brings their A game on this track. Uh, I I don't find Axel to be overly Axel. Like he's Axel, but you know how yeah. sometimes, especially use your illusion. I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's just like, all right, dude. It's 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 just that perfect like he brought his A game slash Nizzy brought their A game like everybody just like 
we're firing on all cylinders. Why wouldn't this yeah. be the opener? In fact, could is, anything yeah. else open this album? Like, yeah, this no. is yeah, one yeah, there's no belongs. way. Yeah, you, yeah. No. That's actually one cool uh, thing that I, I've been appreciating more is, I mean, Izzy's always been the unsung hero of the band. Yeah. I, I think he's kind of like the Malcolm Young of the band, yeah. where, but apparently he, and, and you have to understand, like, I... I'm not a, the biggest GNR fan, so I realize I might be sounding kind of elementary here, but like I guess he was one of the bigger songwriters of the band, mm-hmm. and it really is cool to hear how him and Slash, how they play different Against, things, and their right. guitar players, their guitar parts like work in tandem with each other, especially if you listen in headphones and like the both channels, how they work together, yeah. it's really kind of cool. Yeah. And even Duff, Duff's moving, Steven's the great. Base, yeah. It's like yeah. They, they were a well-oiled machine. And right yeah. off the bat, too, you have a, and you know this is con- a, an optimistic comparison again. If I'm going from Skid Row to Guns N' Roses, I'm making the same leap here. But Guns N' Roses to Queen, in terms of just the ability of every member to bring something to the table, mm-hmm. that yeah. everyone's involved. You know, it, it kind of became yeah. the Axel show shortly after this, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah. right off the bat. It's it's just firing on every cylinder with the, the ferocity of a you know of queen of a queen, right? Yeah, they all bring their instrumental, and it uh, you could see when that when those pieces started to break away that it wasn't quite the same what it is here yeah. anymore. What, one thing that Axel yeah. does on this song that I really appreciate it kind of becomes a theme throughout the album are these subtle changes in the final chorus. Mm-hmm. You know, he just changes the line in the final course so you're waiting for that it's not just oh here's another copy and paste oh, final yes. chorus you're waiting for that where he goes welcome to the jungle where he goes yeah. up instead of down or whatever on that and you're just waiting for that da 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 you know that yeah. what motley crew would use or kickstart my heart ending or whatever two years yeah. later you know you just he does that a couple times and he does it really well um that this he just subtle small changes or even just that knees 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 where he drags out a little bit more the last time you know it, it shows that they spent a lot of time in the studio just perfecting it getting right. the best takes put together i like yeah. i like that too. oh go ahead alex i, I yeah. was just gonna say like I, I was actually before the show too i was watching the music videos from this record because i'd seen some of them but i didn't think i'd seen all of them and i rewatched the welcome to the jungle video and it, it's I, I it's almost like pr- i wouldn't say like meme level but like you look <laughs> at what like axel was doing it's like you could see some of like the scatting and like the sound effects and the sexual noises and stuff like you could you could tell he probably took a lot of that from david lee roth and some of his dancing and stuff and it's like there was a uniqueness like nobody really sounded like that like yeah you could say maybe you know brian johnson from acdc kind of had like that really high range like that but steven tyler though yeah, I right. haven't listened to enough Aerosmith to like. Yeah, I, I mean, think outside. I think Axel was a little bit more restrained. He could kind of, he could pull it. Well, like we were talking about, he can pull it back. Where I mean, with Brian Johnson, yeah, it was always low. that. Yeah, yeah, with Brian, I mean, but that's what you want from Brian. You don't want him to do anything but what he does. Yeah. Well, we're getting kinda, low yeah. next. Song. Yeah, did Axel yeah. sound good when he got low? That's uh, that's open for know. debate. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we're gonna move on to "It's So Easy," and we are gonna start this one at one minute. And 45. Besides, you ain't got nothing to 
I'm not buying that lower range at all. It just sounds like some horrible strip band, even though the song is strong. Uh, yeah, and yeah, if, yeah. I, if you just skip ahead to the ending, we're, we weren't too far from it. But. No. <laughs> what, what, what producer, was that intentional just to leave that range off until the very end? Does that give the end more impact? Because yeah, that's I, that's great. That's that sounds perfect to me. I cannot you know, take yeah. I cannot take the lower end in this. It sounds like a joke. It's like yeah, I it's hate it's like, I don't you know, I bought it. Oh god, I bought it. It's it's like are we really trying weird. to sound like, like it? I like the dyna- I like the dynamics in it. And, and I know, yeah, I know you, a lot of you guys have, chorus, then. Yeah, haven't listened to Chinese Democracy, but there's a lot of moments on there where he does that. And I never, it was always the one thing I didn't like about his, yeah, because again, you mark it, it just sounds like, it sounds cheesy, like, yeah, there's a weird kind of it, it, it is a little tough, it is a little, like, small man syndrome tough guy kind of thing <laughs> going on. It, it doesn't work at all. Like, it really, because again, everything else, like I mean, that. Yeah, because everything else, I mean, you got a great kind of meat and potatoes rock song here. I mean, nothing very, I mean, I, there's nothing really to point out there. I mean, there's a strong lead from Slash. I mean, it's just, it's just great. It's just a great kind of going to the show and just throwing your fist up in the air. But uh, I do like that very kind of, I guess, if you want to call it like an alternative rock moment there. I know Kevin played that where you got like Axel's, I think his vocals kind of harmonize or. Yeah, they kind of, layered uh, like on top that, of, yeah. 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 Which is great. I mean, that, and there's a lot of little moments on here like that. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, wow, that's really too bad. The song itself isn't 100%. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I, yeah, that's, that was kind of a cool, because you didn't really hear. Uh, I guess the closest maybe was Aerosmith. Maybe that's like, uh, like what I was talking about, like that Joe Perry, Stephen Tyler harmonizing together. Um, but here it's just Axel, uh, just uh, stacking his vocals. But, uh, uh, but I, yeah, it's it, there's enough here where it kind of brings it up. Again, I'll, we'll wait till the love it or flush it. But, uh, uh, it, but yeah, there's, yeah, those low vocals. Yeah, I knew you guys were gonna say something about it's that. So, I know oh, I love it. I, even, I, I, I didn't think anything it's, it's, about it's, it's it. It's weird. It's, 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 it sounds like a parody. Like I don't know, but not again, not enough to because again, I like the song a lot. But yeah, there is a thing where it's like it just doesn't set right. I, honestly, yeah. it's it's welcomed for me because to be honest, I know it's his trademark, but like part of me kind of gets where my dad's coming from. Where eventually that that voice does get a little annoying it does get a little annoying (laughs) and and i'm sorry to to say it because like i'm a huge rush fan and i know people would (laughs) crap on they would they would crap on getty's voice back in the day too and i I grew up with it so i got used to it but like especially when he does like the he kind of like whines into it like that it's like it's almost like, man, why was this so big? It's like it's almost like goofy at times. But it's and like, then that's I don't where know, my point about it. Skid Row. And if you just listen to the way Sebastian Bach can carry himself in the lower range, it's just night and day. Uh, that, and it really yeah. shows you what you can do with that contrast. And what on earth is with his accent when he goes like Wee Like, like it feels like that fake Brett Michaels accent too. Yeah. Like when yeah, he that's, goes, that's, people that's, imitated that's, that too. Like I, this is going to be a weird thing and I'm going to put in the chat here, but it, it, you know, everyone was trying to copy this and it just didn't really work. And it's kind of weird. It's like when people do something bad and then because that bad thing becomes so popular and bad is objective, but that bad <laughs> thing becomes so popular that everyone's like, well, let's do this now. And yeah. you know, this is a song that, you know, everyone's probably going to laugh at my selection here, 
But uh, how can I bring this up to the top? <laughs> it's gonna bring Night Train up. Everybody sees it, don't they? No, it's gonna be a long way to click up to yeah. the top here. Uh, but this is a little bit of tough, and uh, a song called Jeez. "Good Guys Wear Black" <laughs> four years ago. And uh, Stevie Rochelle's not a bad singer, but this um, man, like you hear, like this low range. Like it just sounds like that <laughs> fake tough guy type thing. And look at this album cover. Ooh, like, 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 like that, that kinda, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you listen to the chorus. That's worse to me. But, <laughs> I mean, hit the chorus. Where's that chorus? Come on. That's so James Hetfield to me. Right here. I mean, it just sounds so, so much better right yeah. there. Yeah. Than it does. Like, and when Skid Row does it, like, I, I don't know if I want to put on this or not, or just take up too much time with, you know, yeah, hair metal that people, people don't want to hear. But I mean, if, if you're looking at, I'm going to have to bring this up to the top again, aren't I? Um, Save it for I the mean, bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're comparing, I'm comparing somebody who people are ambivalent on to somebody who is, you know, well-regarded as one of the greatest rock singers. I don't, I don't know if Sebastian Bach's big enough for that, but I mean, if you listen to something like Big I, Guns, I mean, it's just, I mean. But then you can pull off that. Hang on. Why can't I get to it? <laughs> like even when he yeah. ducks down there, it's so much yeah. tougher. Oh and no, I'm not going to deny that. I, I, I've, I think I've gone saying like I truly think Sebastian Bach had one of the best voices out of any of those bands. Just the dynamics mm-hmm. is uh, he had were unreal. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a better singer, in my opinion, than Axel yeah. is. But, I don't know, I think there's, like, an authenticity to Axel doing it, where he's kind of a goofy guy to begin with, <laughs> and he's just, like, this little, he's just this little scrawny, like, redhead. He looks like Carrie from the movie Carrie. You ever see that movie about the girl gets all <laughs> the, the blood splattered the on her? Yeah. It's literally yeah. Carrie singing for, like, Aerosmith. So, it's like, I can, I can buy the voice. <sighs> Well, I, I guess kinda, that's well, I just okay, kind of picture I like to bring this up trailer trash guy coming off the bus <laughs> in LA and joining this band, and he's like, he had he had a voice, but also he's like, I don't know, I buy it, and that's no offense. Like I'm saying, it's like it's authentic. I buy it. It's cool. Uh, here's something too that I've got to uh, throw out there. You know, this is because we can't just talk about the voice on this song because it really is a, a good song. Otherwise. Yeah. But, you know, this might be one of those songs that you would put in the list of why Nirvana became Nirvana. You know, specifically with kind of Kurt Cobain's feelings on things and oh. the excesses of the scene. Because if you listen to the lyrics of this song, yeah, the lyrics, yeah. and this isn't the only song on the album Not that's like all. this. And I kind of talked about how we're, you know, was Kurt really a feminist or was it just kind of an overreaction? And you listen to this stuff and you're kind of like, yeah, I could see it, I suppose. Like, I, I, I could see <laughs> yeah. just like, Yo. okay. Like, that, and and, and this nice. is like, you know, this is five years later with Nevermind right. or four years later. So I could totally yeah. see, um, you know, where he was coming from with the kind of the rejection of all that in the scene. I'm surprised right. this one was a single. Uh, it was, was it a double? It was a lead single double, too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. There, there's a, was Mr. Brown thrown on the B side or something? Um. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I wanted to. Yeah, we can. I wanted to throw in a uh, 
I want to throw oh, in a question. Yeah, question. before I forget. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kurt Cobain's thoughts on this song. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. This is kind of just a general kind of what was going on at the time question. Uh, but uh, let's see if anybody knows it. Uh, yeah, this is multiple choice. Uh, okay, their first tour together along the West Coast was called the What Tour. Uh, was it A, the Abyss Tour, B, the Hell Tour, or C, uh, Spur Some Change Tour? Uh, I'm going to buzz in. Oh, you don't I know I wasn't. Yeah. A, B, you and C. You can go ahead. It's the Hell Tour. I didn't prepare you guys. Yeah, you were right. The Hell okay, Tour. That's one for me. Yes. Okay. Oh. It's been a while since I got a point. I got nothing. Got the one ding there. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. I, I won one of those Nirvanas somehow. How we? That's still. Oh, a, that's right. It's still a mystery. The fun. scientists are still trying to figure out how I won that one. Uh, uh, by, uh, by <laughs> one by default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I got in the year a question. Twenty forty nine. People will be analyzing how <laughs> <Yeah>. that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's get off. Uh, big guns by Skid Row. And get on to Night Train. We're going to be starting this one at 2 minutes and 25 seconds. that part i love how uh uh axel's vocals just kind of sit on top of the, like the riffing mm-hmm. it just yep. it just works so well together yeah it's a very kind of seamless thing uh yeah, I will say, another, yeah, yeah go w- ahead yeah w- when when he drops down like it's almost more into that sebastian bach kind of comparison where he doesn't go totally low where it's almost yeah. like the monotone it's so easy voice but he definitely brings it down a little bit mm-hmm. with the rasp i love that but not, I have yeah, to. I, I have to say. I mean, I know it's it's so iconic. Like the imagery of you see Slash with the top hat, the black leather pants, the Converse, the long hair in the face, the Les Paul, the Marshall, and you see that, and you hear this guitar tone, and it's like it, it all works. It's like that truly yeah. is one of the greatest guitar tones ever. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, did you play I hate, the breakdown? I did. Oh. I mean, to capture yeah. a Les Paul through Incredible. a Marshall like that, it's like that is that is a guitar tone. It just makes a, a you fake want Les to Paul. get. Yeah, yeah. right. A right. Chinese it's, Les Paul. Yeah, it wasn't even a real one, but <laughs> no, it, like it, it just yeah. makes you want to go Les Paul chord into an amp and just play these songs. It's like it does that t- for That's me. Pretty much that riff I do. Yeah. <laughs> is unchained level cool. 
It is. It is just get the blood going. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. The way it breaks down, it's just one of the, this is my favorite Guns N' Roses song, at least to this Mm. point. Um, Mm -hmm. I've always loved this song. This is a top to bottom, just, just great song like it's it's i don't know it's not really a deep cut it's definitely a hit and it's definitely played live at shows but yeah. it just raw cool i love it it's it's love getting the, the garbage yeah. you know i'm from the top of my driveway just standing there just as that yeah, breakdown just, you, give my neighbor's side eye. Yeah. yeah yeah it's been a while yeah. since we done you can get any with that with nirvana but yeah i just want to i just want people <laughs> to see me walking with this music playing like as i just I'm think i would look really driveway. cool yeah, walking to this song on camera yeah it is yeah this is another one of those like yeah that opening riff it just has personality yeah it has that kind of where it almost stands on its own yeah it has it has life to it uh and again yeah, even just the lyrics the flying oh, no, yeah, like a space plane a star brain whatever space, yeah. and, I, like and a, i have to say as big of a song that welcome to the jungle is how necessary it was to the album it's like i feel like the the songs that came after it these next three are they just you think of guns and roses and their image and to me it just fits more we're like it's a little bit less uh, uh, arena rock huge staple and it's just a little like the deep cuts are just so authentic to the band and i think that's what's so great about this album is most of the deep cuts are if anything more authentic to guns than the singles are it's like there's no denying that paradise city and sweet child of mine are huge songs but it's like there's yeah. something about it where it's like i don't know like night train is way more authentic like i mm-hmm. i can picture Guns N' Roses way more when I hear Night Train and it's so but, easy than I can well, yeah, the those other songs. Yeah. yeah, the other two. I mean, those, you could say those are. I mean, I don't know if they would the band would agree, but those were the pop hits. Yeah, that was kind sure, of like okay, sure. yeah, that, that was that was to. This is for the rockers. Can, yeah, this yeah. is for the definitely for the rockers. Um, and yeah, I think we touched on all of it. Uh, I did want to throw in my next question though here before we get to see if Mark can Let me come off music. Keep the momentum going. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, this time I'm gonna. Okay. Everybody have their buzzers ready. I wanna. Oh, yeah, I wanna make sure we're yep. following the rules. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Uh, Night train got its name from what? Was it a a type of speed that was popular in Southern California? B a cheap wine? Or C the name of the car that they would go. Knew <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> Who got Mars. in there? Cheap whiskey, actually. Oh, was it? We, oh, it said wine. Uh, I, I saw wine oh, as well. I saw wine. I as knew well. that it was wine. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I got the answer I, right. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay, like five bucks, and it would last you all day or something. It was like, like a dollar. Yeah. It was like a dollar twenty nine or something. <laughs> oh, he even knows the price of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do I get a half a point? I'll do a little lie next year. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Little mercy. Yeah, point five. Yeah, Alex says point five. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, no, let's no, move no. on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, from Night Train, we're going to yeah. Out to Get Me. We're going to start this one at two minutes and forty-five seconds. Damn it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs>
who knew? Who knew that Ice Cube, a black dude from Compton, and Axl Rose, a ginger from rural Indiana, would have something so in common? <laughs> they have problems with the police, with the popo. <laughs> And it's just so ridiculous. The police die. (laughs) It's so ridiculous because when Axel says right there, but I'm innocent. Yeah, right, Axel. (laughs) Yeah, right. Give me a break. It's a good song. It really is. No, it's a good song. This is my favorite gun. This is my favorite Guns N' Roses song of all time. It's not as good as Breaking the Law, but it's pretty close. This is it. Can you just play the very beginning? I know you pretty much played the riff, but the way Slash comes in with the bend at the very beginning when the drums kick in, this is my favorite gun song. Okay, I gotta stop it there. And just that, like, that G. I mean, learn this song on guitar. Just get a Les Paul into a Marshall and just play this, and you're gonna be okay. Okay, I, I and they get, get it. And they get like, I like crazy. It. Here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I was called you Axel, uh, Alex. Um, what though? That intro though. I mean, that is just boilerplate sunset strip stuff. Yeah. What no, makes kinda, that? And I, I think it's better. But what makes it better? I mean, just that whole da 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 da. I don't know. I think I think it's because it's it's a deep cut song, and I think just the attitude of it, the tone is just so raw. It's got this like bad at. It's very much like a night train. That's why I love night train so much, and I understand why. If anything, that's more a complete song where this is a little bit more stripped down and basic. Um, yeah. But I, there's just something about this song. I think you, it's just more I, of I, the intensity you know what that it is? gets it for me. This would be like the first track on a Faster Pussycat album, or mm-hmm. not even that, but one of those, London, a sleazier band. Or, uh, it, would be, it would be the first track, it'd be the single, and there'd be nothing else yeah, on the album. It. But this is a like a deeper cut. And it's great, and it still brings the energy. And like, I, yeah, this is most bands' first track, so that's why track. it's like, yes. And that's, and that's, and so you're that's like, kind of wow. why I have a little bit of an issue with it. It's the most kind of like not sounding the, like themselves. It just sounds like they're trying to be one of those kind of lesser. Yeah, like I said, I love it from like again from just a superficial kind of like bring out the bag of Doritos kind of. <laughs> uh, by but i just feel yeah like it's just yeah for a band that up to this point has put out some very strong kind of rock it's like okay here we go here's just kind of like the all right okay we need yeah just something super familiar for everybody that's kind of taking in the scene right now okay so here's just a kind of a stock and trade kind of uh, uh la rocker here's what uh, would have made it, this better and here I am interjecting my comments yeah. on a 30 million selling album. Once again. Um, this song, though, you know, when he says that whole, but I'm innocent, um, it would have been more impactful, I think, if he would have said, 
something like, and you never got me. Look where I am now. Like some kind of like, ha ha, you know, yeah, the, that yeah, would have made a little, it like it, it, a much more of a, a like, wow. You know, yeah, like kind of an could, authentic, like this guy is really like, you know, above the law or beyond, like he, right. he really doesn't care. Like, yeah, and he uh, beat the system or whatever. Yeah, I guess you could say it is a little juvenile, maybe. Yeah, as far as, yeah, where you're just complaining that you got, uh, that you got pinched or whatever. Yeah, it's, because uh, he says it like, he, he says it, he says it like a, a 16, six, like, in like, a, like a 16 year old kid, like, getting, like being, wait, but I'm innocent. Yeah, like that kind of, like, it's like, eh, I don't know. It doesn't hold up in 2022. <laughs> Yeah. No, but the, the, uh, uh, again, the lyrics—I I mean, I didn't care. Yeah. It's it's just the music and the attitude, it's and fun. I love no, not, yeah. and I love the simplicity of it. And then I get it. It's it's the the songs before it, maybe even oh, I don't know. I, I would say it's so easy is almost on the same kind of simplicity level. Where Night Train and Welcome to the Jungle, it's like okay, it's almost like a different band where it's it's definitely there's more going on, and this yep. is just really almost kind of like bar bluesy stuff but there's just it's, something about it maybe it hit me at the like, right time it and it's because it's not overplayed it's it like a little you, too much yeah. for me it kind of goes in the opposite where it's like okay they, they're yeah, they were you were you listening like, to this when get, you were ding dong ditching in the chicago suburbs was this I, your anthem i might have been yeah <laughs> this is the song that gets this and night train are the songs that get my blood going the most on this right. record. i could tell you one thing of all the songs that I listened to today at work. You know, I listened to this whole album like maybe one one and a half times through. This is the one that I was walking around the office <laughs> singing. Yeah, yeah. Not not yeah. any of the others. It's just it's just the cheese factor is too high why, for me. Why, why the hell is he so happy? Yeah, know. but it's, it's less his his, it, his voice never gets like annoying <laughs> to me. I almost think it's just like perfect. It's like nothing ever gets out of place. It's it's simple, but. Maybe sometimes when they take chances on stuff or he like tries to sing too high, it's like, ah, mm-hmm. it's too much where this, it's all like contained, like perfect. It's like you went as far as you should go, Axel. And this yeah. is perfect. <laughs> and there's no question that they executed, the, if it is formulaic, that the formula was executed to perfection and beyond, just like a little bit, like turning it up to 11. Yeah. You know, it was on 10 and, and GNR had something that could just get it over the mountain there and get sure. it to 11. All right, let's move I mean, on to Mr. Brownstone, uh, starting at 15 seconds. set out uh, like it feels like it's setting up like the scene to like a drug movie or whatever where you see mm-hmm. like you got the you got the camera panning and as it's starting then all of a sudden you end up like in the guy's room and he's just like unconscious on his bed with a, i don't know with a bunch of drug paraphernalia yeah, it's like this hunter S. thompson movie like <laughs> right fear and loathing it, yeah it's just got it's got a kind of a sense of humor too like a dark sense of humor 
And uh, yeah, for a song that's kind of yeah, that kind of takes shots at I don't know if this was an early shot or Axel taking shots at his bandmates, uh, which I think <laughs> it kind of was. Uh, I uh, maybe that wasn't the at least for me. It's entertaining. I mean, for us, yeah, as far as because it's such a great way to set that up. Uh, I actually didn't and, look yeah. into what the song was about until this week. Yeah, it's, it's because Brownstone was yeah that was yeah that was yeah, uh, I didn't what? Know that. yeah it's about heroin. Um, it looks like it was and, written by. Slash and Izzy, and they brought the lyrics. They wrote the lyrics on the back of a grocery bag. Oh, they did. So, so I had that wrong. <laughs> okay, so it was. So that was an Axel. Uh, okay, good thing you. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, no problem. Um, uh, but either way, though, I mean, it's it's great. I love. Yeah, that again, that dark kind of. Yeah, putting a smile on a on a dark situation. Yeah, on a, yeah. Um, and again, you got strong. Yeah, yeah, just so that 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 riff. Yeah, and just and just again. I know that I know there's nothing as far as you outside of single just how cool and kind of muscular that those Marshall crunchy Les Paul sounds are. Uh, yeah. But you, again, here, it's another one of those moments. Uh, yeah. Kevin, if you could play at 154, like with the solo, it's just chaotic. It fit again. It fits. It fits the I yeah. love how locked in uh, Adler and Duff are. Oh, yeah. I love Duff's yeah. leads. Duff's great. I will say, this is a song that I used to get kind of annoyed by. I don't know oh, I'm not the else. only one? Oh, you're I, not I, the only too. one. You're not, I, I don't, I don't like the chorus. When I, yeah. when I, I like heard this song the on the chorus. radio when oh. I was a kid, I used to get annoyed by the song. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. But but I don't know. I listened to it this week, and it's like, yeah, it does stand out, and I get like kind of why it's a single compared to like some of the deep cuts and stuff, and it, it's cool. And then once I kind of realized what the song was about, it's like, all right, well, that's cool that it touches on that aspect of the band. But yeah, I used to get kind of annoyed by the song. I don't. It was it's very. It was up, it's a very upbeat for a very kind of uncomfortable uh, subject. That doesn't yet, bother kinda, me. Yeah. It, yeah. The riff. No taking away from the riff. The riff's great. Yeah, I don't yeah. like how the chorus just plops in. Yeah, yeah. I, the riff and it's just, just feels one like four it's just, five one chorus. Yeah. It just, it's like it's like even though I don't necessarily like his low voice during the during the verses, I can buy it. And then yeah, you're right. It gets into this almost like poppy feel good kind of chorus, and it's like and hey. daddy with Mister Brownstone. Brownstone. Yeah, like a David Lee Roth acoustic number. It it does. It's like the riff just feels like it was building higher. Then, yeah, if, if it were a graph, it'd be building higher and then just like it plops yeah. down a little bit, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, like a, any stock that I buy. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you take, I mean, this going, is going, again oh. not fair, but to my question regarding uh, does this album deserve its place or capture the moment in time better, would you take this or would you take Dr. Feelgood? Uh, I'm too annoyed. much of a fan of Dr. Yeah, yeah, come on. So. Yeah, come on, come on <laughs> Chris? That, 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 yeah, that's not a, a back-to-basics kind of song, though. That's like, there's some, well, it's got Bob Rock. Yeah, Purdue, yeah, so you've got this muscle. And again, I love, I do, I love a little production on my, a lot of my favorite music is that where, yeah, where you just push it into. Where you and your sonic, electronic albums. Yeah, all, that, all those sonic frequencies just kind of bash, yeah, kind of just really punch you in the gut. Where this is not 
one of those albums. I mean, it sounds good, but again, it's one of those great kind of live on in the studio, kind of on the floor. So you take um, this one I, over Doctor Feelgood in terms of just no, you want to just drug out to some. <laughs> no, I mean, I I I like the song, but I mean, if if I had to go to, I mean, Doctor Feelgood has that extra kind of that layer of goodness. Okay, um, but again, that's track just, five on Doctor Feelgood. Again, I'm looking at objectively versus what I what I what I like if, as far as what I really like is just a is just a. Again, that kind of superficial music, yeah, that superficial music fan part of me. Yeah, I go with Dr. Feelgood because, again, you turn that up you, on a good speaker system, it just it knocks you out of your chair. Where this, if I were, yeah. Do, yeah, it, this doesn't do that, but again, it's it's a unique little, yeah, you can't, yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Brownstone, you can't really compare it to anything else. Yeah, again, it kind of, again, as weird as that. As weird as that chorus is, it, can you think of anybody who did something that weird? I, I like the structure of it. Yeah, Mark, I can agree. Uh, maybe it just maybe they didn't put it in right. Maybe just kind of they just kind of toss it in the uh, in the basket. Mm-hmm. Like or yeah, instead of kind of building to it, building India yeah, and kind of put making it a part of the like the overall structure. I, but I, I like it though. As again, it's a weird kind of crooner kind of yeah, where it's very yeah, it's not a normal L.A. vocal moment yeah <laughs> I, I guess it's unfair for me to compare yeah. the two because both yeah. i think you can you can put both in your playlist and they completely you know they can both work um it's not either or yeah. uh this yeah. song as chris mentioned as much if i were a music supervisor i would be picking this yeah. one over dr feelgood for my film uh to right. purchase the rights to just much more cinematic and dr feelgood is just much more of a arena rager when yeah, this one's got it's, like it's, a it's, weird it's, groove to it, which i like and they're locked in on it but dr feel just has that snarl to it that this you know, yeah, it's I, more, I think it's, 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 it's a topic yeah, more. Yeah, Doctor Feelgood is an audiophile song. As far as yeah, if you want to test yeah the subwoofer, like you're putting on Doctor Feelgood, you're not putting on Mister Brownstone. Yeah, if you just mm-hmm. want a normal, again, a cinematic, just kind of just listening to the song, just kind of as a normal, yeah, listening experience. Yeah, then you go with that. Uh, and again, they're two completely different songs, but to be equally yeah, yeah equally just comparing great. them yeah. by their you know yeah their their topic. And their contribution, yeah, right, yeah, they're both, yeah. But again, yeah, there are two different takes on the same story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you could, yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's yeah. move on to close out the first side of the album. Actually. The gun side. Yeah, and we're going to close out the first side of the album with Paradise City starting at 2 minutes and 26 seconds. just a lot of small things in this song that elevate it from generic jock jam to arena staple. It's that, that solo, the key change in the solo, that little Mm -hmm. bridge you got to. And where would this song be without that double time section at the end? Like it it just, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. No, I know. 
had that I had that marked, yeah, where it's just it was just like all hell's breaking loose. But it's very they poppy, got though. that it's like, like yeah. littered yeah. skittered or just like early classic rock just jam on forever feel to it. Right. And they, they do that a couple times this record. This is the first yeah. time I think it comes up. But another thing that that they had that other bands couldn't accomplish or just like couldn't quite pull off yeah. that just take this goofy like just song about how, you know, the grass is green and the girls are pretty, which I know Slash had some interesting lyrics uh, that were the original that lyrics. That was funny, I saw yeah, that. Yeah. Was funny, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, this one is just, you know, a generic song, but elevated by all of the elements working together. Yeah. Kind of it's like good. as a queen would do it. I'll compare it again to Queen, a, where yeah. Queen might take us a generic butt rock song and then make it just incredible because they're queen. Right, yeah, and here, I mean, it's it's probably one of the definitive, like, strong choruses for an arena. I mean, that is a chorus. I mean, you, even if you don't necessarily, you, you just know it. I mean, if you find yourself and you're just a casual fan, you'll be singing that chorus. It's and just I hate so, it. It gets in my head. I know. Again, you could it's say so again, good. It's, it's, it's gets in my it, head. It's almost like Leonard yeah. Skinner. Like I, this sounds like a like if GNR tried to do a Leonard Skinner song to me. Yeah, it's very it's a little cold and calculated, but not any more than maybe say like Bon Jovi or band. I know I kind of rag on them behind. But the, I do love that opening label, solo, yeah. honestly, like the yeah. way it comes. It in. is again. This that's is great. this is the definition. It's funny for a song that's what it, it's over six minutes, isn't it? Yeah, six, or, almost seven. Two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, it's very unusual, and it's all it just hooks everywhere. Yeah, whether you like that or not, you can't deny that it's a very smart, very, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it knows how to bring, yeah. The, again, you know, when that intro starts, you're gonna have thirty thousand people just stopping in their tracks and just kind of. They're waiting for this one. Every, I, I, everybody, uh, everybody's synced in. It's very again. It's it, that's and that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to be that. Like with the, going back to our Queen discussion, we're talking about like we will rock you and we are the champions. It's the that's what it's there for. It's to get. Songs Everybody, yeah. that can unite the, eighty thousand people in one yeah. moment, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of. I mean, there's yeah. Uh, even Enter Sandman for Metallica doesn't do this. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, everybody knows it. Everybody gets excited by it, but it doesn't. You don't have that kind of unifying where everybody just just kind of one yeah, with the band. Kind Metallica of can do that, but I would also agree yeah. that they do it better than Enter Sandman. Yeah, it's a creepy. I, okay, death does I, that. I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the dissenting opinion on the end of this song. I hate it. Hate the end of this song. Well, it, 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 this well, this is care. one, of those, this is, this is one of those songs that's it like gets, on the radio, and I'm on the second verse, you know, driving, and then it gets to the end, and I like cannot hear the words "Paradise City" anymore. And it's, I'm with get, you. Get, 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 and they do the Paradise City with the grass is green. And I'm just like, is yeah. this song gonna end? Because uh, I, it almost makes I you feel kind of uncomfortable. Yes. Well, maybe. I know. It's, 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 it's like Axel is just screeching, and like if you're with anybody else in the car, and it's oh, just like you never ending. I wanna know. I wanna know. Yeah. And it's you're just like, like shut up. Right, do you really like this no. song this much? They, like, uh, I don't know. They it, do this like th- four times. I know. They jam and out you know what? I don't like it. They're I, good I, at I'm, it. I'm not a fan of any of the jamming out. I'm n- not a, just this band, but any band. I like it. I'm save it for the live show. It's I, great. I live. agree with you. Like that part almost makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Feeling album. No, I know, but I'm just saying, save it for the. Li- it makes the li- uh, an actual live show more. Yeah, it could transcend like, it. Yeah, so just save it for that. I just feel like bands can go so off the rails. When okay. they do this garbage, because okay. you either hit or you miss, and I just like. All right. We'll see what you think me. about the other ones, because there's one in song in particular that you need the ending for. I think you, you kind of need it for this one. If it's not for this one, 
This song is just just a, a generic. Yeah, yeah for better or for worse, I guess depending on who you're talking to. But uh, yeah, I think, it yeah, didn't the, the, stop the, the, her from becoming a hit. Even the yeah, edited the, the version. The song, I think, like I think, because because the edited version I, not I have that. Pretty sure it's two minutes shorter. Oh, well, radio I, I'm going li- to listen to that one from now on. Thank <laughs> with, you. With the, with the radio edit? Yeah, well, yeah, did, yeah well, this wasn't the, what, the, the version that went on the radio, right? Was it? Can't have been. Uh, let's see. I saw someplace yeah. about Axel complaining. I, I don't think they it, pulled so. off like what the Eagles pulled Axel off with the Hotel complained California. complained about something with yeah. his music? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Chris, oh, no. that should have been a trivia question. <laughs> about, yeah, I don't, don't want to rag on him too much, but uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> but yeah. we're going to anyway. So, so let's move on. The WLS radio edit, WLS AM, AM God. staple, I guess. There, there yeah, was what I saw a quote from him on one of these things where he's like, "Yeah," and they cut Paradise City and it ruined everything. Um. <laughs> anyway. Let's move right. on to my Michelle. Flip the that record aside. over. Flip the record over. Yeah. And we're going to start this one at two minutes in the Let's just skip like to the end riff. of this one. I love that yeah. riff, though. I they, mean, got that riff. That, they got the riff. That's a good, sleazy, sunset trip riff. Check this out. That's what the song should have been. Why is it only 30 seconds? This should have been a burner. Well, it's a I weird love that. Kinda, yeah, and it's just this, this, it's it's just probably this. the strangest song on the record. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you like it or not, but man. The double time stuff works well. It should have been the whole song. It should have been. That would have been so Van Halen just to have a ripping right. burner and, of a song right here to open the B-side. It, yeah, and the song itself is very kind of more. It sounds like a song that should have come out like a couple of years later. Like it has a weird 90s vibe, especially in the beginning. Yeah, Kevin, can you just start it? Yeah. Uh, the, I, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the beginning of the song. Like Soundgarden-y. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound like an 80 kind of that in 80s yeah. especially with the cymbal rolls yeah change the Which chord progression cool, and it is everything iron maiden has ever done since brave new world <laughs> <laughs> it really is anyway okay oh um, uh, poor steve and it's, <laughs> there is one funny yeah, as far as axel kind of getting trying something different with his vocals, I guess, um, at around 328, where he kind of reminded me of Robert Plant a little bit. Yeah, Kevin, if you could cue that up. That bugged me a little bit, but it, uh, but it was, okay, at least he, well, at least it wasn't the low, the low singing, yeah. At least, okay, at least he was. <laughs> but he got yeah. kind of that clowny voice going on. 
Yeah, a like, little this bit. This story I mean, is yeah. true. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to <laughs> oh, take. Oh yeah, that seriously. was the worst verse of the lot. I was I was okay with the song until yeah. that verse, and I was like, eh. yeah, he, he, yeah, you didn't he really know what is, to say yeah. here, did you? <laughs> he really is almost like a character at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, 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 that is one side of his personality where it's like, I mean, it's he cheesy, definitely but it's stands like, out yeah. whether you like him or not. It's like, right, but it's like, but he's, but he's really pushing, he's, he's really pushing, he's really pushing that kind of, yeah, that uh, I don't know if you want to call it like the. Not the Jekyll and Hyde, like well, you know what I mean. Yeah, where he's like, it's like this cartoon character side of him. Yeah, where he's yeah, does it work all the time? Yeah, uh, no, but sometimes it kind of yeah. It, 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 he really it stands out yeah. when it comes to knees. But I'm not sure he stands out when just doing kind of a generic sleaze rock imitation, just kind of talking. It's it's funny. It's too fast or pussycat for me. Or yeah, it's funny, and that's the down. That's the downside. Like in a scene filled with God, how many? Uh, like that leads into my next question, though. Yeah, let's see if Mark can uh, close it uh, out here. Sweet, close it out here. I uh, got a multiple choice question here. Okay. Um, Axel got the inspiration for My Michelle from what Elton John song? Um, was it A, Take Me to the Pilot, B, Leave On, or C, Your Song? Mark got it. It was Your Song. He was sitting in the yeah, car okay. with a girl, and she said something like, Oh, I want a song about me. Or Wouldn't something that like that nice? written about Somebody me. So, 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 like... Mark well, knows the stuff in the, the GNR. Yeah. Man, All right, so, ding, 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 he sweeps it. There we go. All right. I didn't All know right. that one. I like having an extra one for my... Yeah. I'll my tell mind. you something, though, everybody, yeah. as we move on to think about you. Getting a little tired of the GNR. <laughs> this album's a little bit too long, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's let's move on to think about you. We're going to start this one at 1 minute and 15 seconds. you go first on this one i'm curious oh okay this, this is this is just a weird song does anybody feel like this is just a weird song very weird. I I feel, especially I, with the cle- with the clean guitar it is so I, good it's such yeah, a I I it. chorus and it's just weird because the, like the chorus is great and they're like oh yeah this is our one chance for clean guitar they put it in there and then they mixed it louder than axel's vocals it's very weird. I'm like, this is all out of balance. And what's with the hand claps? It's just like I don't, I don't really get this and song. The it's, cowboy, the cowbell. Enough it's like, with the cowbell. Yeah. A lot of weird <laughs> elements that are just Add in it. this song. It's yeah, like it's, they put the pro- elements into a blender, and it's like it works right. for about halfway, and I'm just like, eh, it's yeah, I'll, I'll, definitely a strange yeah. song. And this it, is the song that I reference in my point five. 
Yeah. This is the I song that I, this is the song that I'm like, okay, this is the deep cut I could get into, but only because of that chorus. Because this yeah. opening of this song here is just <laughs> that could not be any more poison. I was just that is absolutely one hundred percent. Look what the cat dragged in: poofy hair, fluff. <laughs> like it is, and even like kind of the the. I mean, the choruses are. Cowbell. I'm so tired of the cowbell breakdowns. But then you get to the chorus, and it just wow. It's you know, like maybe a little bit of Michael Anthony vocals in the pre-chorus or something would add it. I don't know. Like they yeah. could have gone more wuss on this one, and I, I would have just you know, would have liked it more. I don't know. It's, it's a point five. I'm not sure. I really love the deep cut because I just love the chorus. But right. uh, this might be the one song I, I walk away from. Glad that I listened to this album. And yeah, that chorus does stand it's, it's, out it's, for me it's, because yeah, it's, it's pretty, so weird. Yeah. It almost like bends your ear. It's like, huh? I haven't really heard them do anything like this up up until this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, track it's, listing wise, it's cool. It, yeah, it's it's pretty divisive. I can see that. Uh, yeah, I, I like am I am I kind of being kind of like a, a weirdo for just coming away from that clean part because i really like that clean guitar because no it, it, i mean we all it, commented on it yeah because yeah. it, it, it gives this unique kind of flavor to the to a somewhat you could say generic song i mean i think the lyrics are about the most generic rock lyrics you could that i've seen on an album <laughs> to this yeah, what, point what, yeah, what, yeah. what is izzy say think about you as a fast love song about Drugs, sex, Hollywood, and money. Okay. So that's, well, isn't yeah. that pretty much everything in the 80s? <laughs> God, I wish they would have just d d dug a little deeper. This is like, this is one of those moments, yeah, for a song that's kind of, yeah, uh, rudimentary, yeah, it has some cool elements where they could have. They could have elevated it with a more interesting topical, but they something didn't. about like the tour bus, maybe, or you know, like a exactly, poison. Yeah, I something. won't forget you. You know, I know that's a cornball song, but but still, kind of reaches mean, for something more. Got it. Just wrote. Yeah, that's why I'm like I was expecting more. It's like a great, again, going back to my like my sandwich analogy. It's like you got this great, you got, uh, great bread, but it's like I don't know. You just got like lettuce inside and yeah, and just some rotten condiments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like eighty seven's like, okay. already getting stale with this stuff. Yeah, it's like could you just maybe could you just be a little bit better at what you're doing <laughs> well they are going to be with the next song so it's yeah. not like they were just falling off the well, cliff here which is what makes this album different i think is that they yeah. just did but not I have that like, you know I do, I do welcome to the jungle yeah. and then a few other you know rockers for the deep you know cut guys or the night trains and the out to get and everything and then they just fall off the cliff on the b-side because we got a, a titan still to come yeah yeah let's move on to sweet child of mine uh we're gonna start this one at Four minutes and 45 seconds. Where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Where do we go now? Where do we 
Yeah, at this point, I'm glad you started it there because the only so- part of this song that is still worth listening to, I think, is that outro. Um, the, 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 you know, it is so overplayed for me. Um, it's kind of a cheap shot at it because that's a good thing if you're writing a song. Um, but like it's for me, it's only worth listening for the way that the guitar, like the, the chemistry between the guitar and the voice is just perfect, especially when the voice comes back and it soars kind of near in the same range as the guitar Mm -hmm. and how they both imitate each other at the end there where his voice drops a half pitch and then the guitar does the yep. same. The trails just after it, and that triplet slowdown. I mean, you're just waiting for that. Da 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 da. That is fantastic. It is. It's perfection. It really is. And yeah, uh, I, I don't even want to comment on the rest of it because it's just so. Yeah, I, in the I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have a, a whole lot to say. I mean, one thing I've always loved is Duff's bass playing in this because it's it's such a lead playing on this song. Where I mean, you're kind of competing with one of the greatest opening lead riffs of all time and mm-hmm. but he's still moving on the bass and it's so melodic and musical and it works so well and and one kind of regret i have which i don't know why i didn't think of it at the time or maybe i just thought like eh, it's probably like an easy submission but this truly is one of my favorite guitar solos ever like just the well, way yeah, it's, it's constructed this- like it real. i wish i added it to the top five guitar solos episode like yeah, maybe that's kind of typical, and it's on all the lists. But I, I really think it is. Yeah, it's 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 a mem- it's memorable. It's one of those things. Yeah, where it almost it's like yeah, it's one of those singing guitar solos. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has yeah. You, you can you can hear it in your head, or you can for the most part you can hum it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is yeah, it's like that Gilmore effect. I know we it, I know it's kind of kind of cliche to compare it at this point but it's like when it, yeah it's it's a hard thing to do to have something that endears through the decades with it's how much kind of, yeah well that you bring up david gilmore because that's not i don't know if slash was listening to david gilmore but at least yeah. that style of guitar that, that, that playing approach, was completely yeah, void yeah from you know 78 to 87 really yeah yeah it's it, again it's 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 that lyrical again you don't have to i mean i mean many different many different styles that have done it uh yeah from or it's a country song or whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, taking the time. Yeah, it's kind of like going back to Nirvana, talking about, like, making these almost nursery rhyme level thing where you just remember it. It's just a part, becomes a part of your, yeah. A um, funny Nirvana, fact yeah, about this yeah. one, I don't know if, if you know it or not, but um, yeah. it was a exercise that Slash played, just kind of a warm-up yeah. thing, and he kind of hated yeah. it that it became a hit at the time. I'm sure his bank account didn't hate it, but right, uh, yeah. he <laughs> at least was on the record saying that he was he couldn't believe it, that it, it you know the stupid little thing got so big. But I guess the first time it came to be a song, uh, they were jamming, and mm-hmm. uh, Steven just is laying down a beat, and then Slash looks at Steven, and then he just kind of puts on this face, and he tries to play this circus melody. And that oh, really? was the uh, intro do, to this. Do, 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 yeah, <laughs> and just do, do, imagining do, 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 yeah. Slash just with this goofy face on, like, eh. <laughs> here's yeah. this goofy little riff. And then and then I think it was Izzy and 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 uh, uh I think it might have been Izzy and uh Duff that were just like, wait, 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 hang on. And then it just kind of becomes this song. Right. Yeah, I mean uh, that's that pretty much kind of a fun fact about it. That's pretty much yeah, with like Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. I mean, that opening riff was the same thing. It was a exercise that became mm-hmm. kind of one of these moments that everybody well, look at eruption too. Yeah, it was just a warm up for the show, and yeah, that's probably the most extreme example as far as just a because I mean that's what almost two minutes, yeah. Of mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean compare and contrast contrasts with eruption that it's just the simplicity of it. Uh, funny enough, wiped I, out I can, the yeah. Funny enough, shredders. I can, right. Funny enough, you can kind of hear eruption though. It's kind of weird. It's maybe it's maybe one of those rare. It does sound instrumental, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, that somehow it's kind of made its way into the subconscious. But uh, oh yeah, one more thing about this one. Yeah, it's funny the the, the presentation of this song kind of reminds me of Welcome to the Jungle too, where all of the all of the elements are very very strong. The vocals are all very controlled. Yeah, the guitar playing everything, the drum everything. There nothing is held back. Nothing is too out front. Yeah, Axel really isn't struggling. Yeah, there's some of those low parts of them, but they're not. They don't sound as kind of winded as they do on like it's so easy where it just kind of gets on your nerves a little bit here when he goes to where have we gone yeah where you kind of yeah yeah it it fits the yeah he's not trying too hard yeah it's just again everything flows really nice uh and uh and the lyrics too are kind of i know it's kind of typical uh uh kind of guy writing about his girlfriend but uh uh, i thought it was interesting i remember somebody pointing out that uh as far as uh how uh, Axel was writing uh, that it wasn't your typical uh, it reminds me of childhood memories that's not really a hair metal ballad kind of terminology uh, and uh, what was the other one talking about uh, as a young child uh, yeah it, it reminds me of a warm safe place where as a child I'd hide that's not that's a very classic rock kind of little singer songwriter line uh, and I never thought of it until I watched uh, this this special on 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 Axel and and the, uh, and Guns N' Roses. I didn't really think about that. But I'm like, yeah, that is kind of a very human kind of. Yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's not every rose has its thorn. Talking about a stripper, no, this is like it sounds <laughs> like somebody writing about something that he genuinely wants or really kind of. Or it's not just kind of like I'm just writing for to get for a hit or whatever. Yeah, it sounds like an actual like emotional out, outcry or whatever. I wonder how much uh, of that they, yeah. that had to play in the longevity yeah. of this. I don't think that made it a hit. I think it just yeah. the riff made no, it I, a I, hit. That, but, that, yeah, that, that was yeah. something again that I that I, most people probably didn't. Put, but I I, I I appreciated it once I kind of mm-hmm. after it was brought to my attention. It makes it timeless. Like, it does. Yeah. Again, that's every everything that we that's something we can uh, most yeah as far as embracing our inner child or whatever and looking for that safe place. I mean, everybody can relate to that. Where. Yeah, with with like every rose has its thorn. Nobody, not a lot of people can relate to like their stripper girlfriend cheating on them or whatever. And you're, and you're complaining about how your heart's broken. That you're, <laughs> yeah, that you're. Uh, so yeah, maybe a little bit of props to Axel there for. Yeah, to, mm-hmm. yeah, good on him. Yeah, for. I honestly yeah, for, did not know that every rose had its thorn was about a stripper girlfriend. But yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, there you go. No idea. It is, yeah. yeah. And so. Well, let's uh, time to move into the last three songs of this album. Yes, there are still three left. Uh, <laughs> 15 minutes of runtime, too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you don't like these, just skip 15 minutes ahead, approximately. <laughs> but if you do, we're going to talk about them. Um, and the next one is You're Crazy. And we're going to start this one at 2 minutes and 30 seconds. has like a uh if like if motorhead had a little bit more pop sheen on it like this weird punk rock meets the la strip i don't know it's hard to explain um 
it's another banger. I, I can imagine being in a club and enjoying it. Yeah, for what it is. Uh, it, it's again, it's not very sophisticated. Yeah, sadly, at this point, it's probably one of the more kind of filler, but not quite. I mean, it's not any worse than some of the other filler that kind of you hear on albums like this. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I know you guys. I don't know if you guys have much to say. <laughs> no, like, I, yeah. I don't really have anything to say about this song. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I tried. guess I could say that. Yeah, I, I guess I could say that it is a song. And it, this is kind of a it's slam, a song. It's a song. This would be one of Kevin's. Uh, <laughs> this song would be better if they. <laughs> he just stops. I forgot about that. Uh, what song was that? Was that the police? I think that's. Uh, didn't even care. The song would be better if it didn't exist. Uh, this song would be away. better if you licensed it for a film, and. It would be something that nobody has ever heard or ever cares about it, but they'd be like, that's Guns N' Roses. I feel yeah. like Mark's already stretching. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cool because you he's haven't doing, heard it so often. He's doing you that know, ad man lean you know back in you know the chair. You know what's kind of frustrating? I mean, I don't I don't hate it as much as you guys do, but the one thing that's hate frustrating. It. It's totally filler. Yeah, is I mean you have all these like uh, these, all these timeless songs, and then you have these very kind of with very basic kind of like lyrics that really don't. I mean, where it doesn't. It doesn't. Be, That's what I'm the, talking about. It's none, half LA guns, half Yeah, none of the elements are strong enough to carry all the elements. Yeah, yeah. Where the, it's, the yeah, line, where it's, yeah, I just wrote like very few notes on this song. Yeah, but no, I know, yeah. taking lyrics or just a clip clips from lyrics. Satisfaction, piece of the action. <laughs> it just, it just, it's so. It's just a big bag of generic late '80s yeah, sunset it's, strip it's lyrics. It's literally filler. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it's, li- it's like if you looked up yeah. filler in a dictionary, like I'd put this song. Next. And then it, it's one of those it's, things it's, where it's, it's like, like that it, white cock that you buy. That to fill yeah. Well, and, 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 it, and it's, it's it, it's a good way. It's a good thing to think about when you bring up the Boston comparison. It's like what that first record had like eight or nine songs on it. There's no filler on there. Everything's yeah. a banger. Yeah. Can you imagine if this album just subtracted like two or three songs? Right. Huge. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And even yeah, filler even can be bigger. good. I mean, Iron Maiden and Deja Vu, one of my favorite deep cut Iron Maiden songs. Well, yeah, it's there's a diff- totally filler, but it just it it and this burns too, but it's just back of the album, right. you know, just yeah, I think, super yeah, melodic a- and fun, just you know, mindless. I guess I guess that is kind of the same thing, but there's just no hook in this one. You know what I was trying to do? I was actually trying to find a live version of the song to see if there there are <laughs> but they play it like a slow like funk groove they don't even play it at the album tempo they play they it like they, hit, they play it like 100 it, bpm slower than this how does it sound is it not, does not, it give it any more personality not, not great no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. but but yeah any, anyway if i have again if i have any complaint is that it yeah, as far as a missed opportunity just to do like a really good banger because again you've got all these great very tightly constructed you got classic rock songs and then it's so, like, you know, be nice. Okay, okay, you guys have a real, you should have a grasp of doing something like this. Yeah, why don't you put a little bit more time and effort into it? Yeah. I mean, Here, yeah. It's not needed on the album. Here's my, yeah. my uh, again, make this a 40 million selling album. Cut this song and make yeah. My Michelle the burner. My Michelle yeah. is an interesting topic, kind of. You know, it, it's not super deep, but it's more interesting than you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What about Anything Goes? Do we like this one? Let's start this one at two. 
Your Chris no. Holmes, the cape for more filler. No, no I, I, I was going to say, I think, yeah, Mark, yeah. you were maybe talking about this in your opening statement where there's some deep cuts where it's starting to kind of like, all right, I'm aboard for the ride. And all of a sudden they hit like a chorus or they hit a part of the song and it's like, maybe not. Like this is that song where there's a lot of cool <laughs> yeah. parts that I yeah. like, but the song is not complete. There are parts that I like. It's just... Uh, and it's, they went the wrong direction, almost right. like, uh, almost like a Mr. Brown. I, I feel like Mr. Brownstone it works more because, like, yes, that chorus yeah. is kind of yeah. left field compared to the rest of the song. But this one, you know, what the, at least that one's what, like hooky enough where it'll stand out and stand the test of time. This one, I don't think there was enough hook to take a chance on like the chorus like this compared to the verses. It, it, this you know, is you know a great deep oh. cut for the live show. Yeah, I'll eh. skip it every time on the album, but it's kind of that, you know, you could kind of picture the arena, you know, it's kind of a closing out to the end of the show while everybody's waiting for Sweet Child of Mine. Like you got to sit yeah. through anything goes. Um, <laughs> like maybe, maybe it's I don't know if this is quite a BBW, but like it just it's definitely a song that you know, like it's it's better than you're crazy, but it is super generic, super right. sunset strip it's, pieces it's, it's, that don't all work. A great jam session, but I don't know that should be on the album. I guess it's a it's a it's a problem. It's a curse and a blessing to have five guys that can contribute or four really that can all contribute ideas. Is that and, you have and a lot gonna, of songs? I was gonna say too, like I I, I did this on Nevermind too. It's like you look at what like a lounge act or a stay away, and I know I I legitimately like those songs, but I know you guys I think flush those compared to the other songs, and it's like I hate to just kind of pick the deep cuts compared to the rest of the album that is like it's it's pretty much greatest hits and then there's the obvious fillers and it's like yeah well those ones are the, the fillers it's like there is a kind of a reason for it it's like you listen to this record anybody at home listen to this record top to bottom and you could hear where the album kind of falls off a little bit after sweet child of mine it's like there's a reason all right i mean yeah. two songs ain't bad but yeah no it's, uh... no definitely not yeah uh, but yeah this and is another cool one parts. i, I kind of wrote this is like the second like it's funny i I, I close my eyes and like with this song playing and I think of like decline of Western civilization with like Lizzie Borden on stage. Like it was, yeah, it's just that, which isn't good. That's not a good, good thing. Yeah. It's it, it, if, it, it, if it has anything going for it, I mean, compared to your crazy, I mean, it has that hook in the chorus, it's not a great cook, but again, like you can see people's kind of singing along to it in a live setting. Um, other than it's that, the I mean, song it, you hear when you're waiting in the line for the bathroom right. or to get a beer, and you hear it in the background. You can just hear that reverby sound bouncing yeah, and, off. And again, right. like, and, and it's funny in these. And again, and Axel could, could could be very good with writing kind of very kind of overtly sexual lyrics. Here, it doesn't work. I mean, look, the song starts out with "I've been thinking about thinking about sex." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. Like, okay. Boy, wow. when you put it like that, Chris, I would have, I would have given it. I think you if got a freestyle career ahead of you with that. I was, I was, I was. It's a little wobbly, did when he sang that. Always, always hungry for something that I haven't had yet. Oh, really, uh, Axel? It's got, he's got those moments where it's like kind of like going back to, um, uh, I'm innocent. Okay, Axel. Okay. And then, and then again, oh, like, he's like, gonna bring up the ice tea. <laughs> And again, probably one of the most like D-level hair metal like oh, oh. verses. Oh, panties around your knees with your ass in the breeze. That's not a Guns and Roses. <laughs> Kurt yeah, Cobain, he was just waiting in the wings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he, this, he based his 
career choice off of this song. Yeah, this, 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 this is this is yeah, this is. I'm like, gonna be yeah. anti anything goes. I'm gonna make a career off anti anything goes. Take the yeah, filler is, and yeah, make this, a this, career this out of like, opposing this, it. This is a little pretty boy Floyd esque. Yeah, then you got you doing that grind with push and squeeze. Yeah, it's like those are not those are not guns. Honestly, Wait, though. I mean, it's so when you mentioned decline, when, when you mentioned yeah. decline of Western civilization, it makes so much sense. Like I could, I could see yeah. Ricky Rockman introducing like London at the Cat House, uh, and like the, goes, the, yeah. the, the, the club is full, but like this is <laughs> this, you, this is this, this like this is the best <laughs> London song. Is anything goes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, which is yeah. So that's yeah. So that's not. Uh, yeah, I guess oh, I, 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 this goes back to what you were saying, Kevin, as far as the unevenness. This is one of those moments when you have such strong classic songs and then it's like, you know, you should be, <laughs> you, you've got enough, you've got enough juice in the tank where you should have been able to do something with these. Or less kinda, just cut yeah, them. Or cut it's them. 12 yeah. songs. Yeah. It, it, it's really hard to make the argument that this is one of the greatest albums of all time when it has London level comparisons <laughs> you have yeah, going from sweet, level yeah, sweet, music sweet child the rocket queen half. would have been a great uh yeah i think we, I, I agree 100 percent. yeah again and that's what yeah. i was talking about and, and i yeah. know we trash on it and we make fun of it yeah. <laughs> but it's it's the, the same thing i said with Nir, nirvana it's like at the time when you're making the record i'm trying to put myself in the artist's shoes it's like you have so many hit songs and then you get to these and it's like in their mind, do they not realize that these are so much <laughs> less than the, the first like nine songs on the record? Or are they just like, oh, yeah, this is great. Put it on there. <laughs> and then it just turns out later on, years down the road, that, yeah, these are the standout tracks that are not as good. Or is yeah, it a producer supposed to or, know. or is it a label yeah. thing where it's like you guys got to fill up space? Because like it, it's one of those things where we listen to it now, and it's like, man, if only you could have cut two or three songs on this mm-hmm. record. But back then, if you're in the band making it, it's like, oh yeah, put no, everything on well, there. No, I, come I, on, that's Alex. not the band's fault. That's the producer's fault. That, that, the producer is the one who is paid I'm, to know this. I'm trying to yeah. figure out why that happens. Yeah, but Alex, y- y- you've released music. Yeah, I've released music. You know when somebody brings to the table, like yeah. the hit. Yeah. And you're like, man, this is good. And then other stuff just kind of pales in comparison. You you know sometimes that song that you're slotting in the seventh oh, yeah. or eighth spot. Well, like for, 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 <laughs> for, for, I mean. for our record, I mean, we had, what, 14 songs or something? And I think only like 10 of them made it. And it's like the other songs that didn't make it are cool, but it just didn't fit the overall theme of the record. And it's like you, you can tell like what doesn't belong so I, were, I get what you're saying. But were then, there any surprise yeah. hits of the era? I mean, everything pretty much that was calculated to be a hit became a hit. Like, I know, like, you Heaven of for the Warrant era or of the, was, oh. like, the third ballad took off. But, you know, anything ballad they knew could be a hit. Yeah. Like, what mm. song of the era was not expected to be a hit and then became this hit? Like, they thought it was filler and then it became a hit. Uh, there probably is a couple, to, but. I'd have to think about it. Yeah, I'd have to think too. That'll be one for the text line tonight. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah, just from based on the ba- uh, again, we'll, then we'll continue with the uh, discussion. But uh, I remember um, with uh, talking about Toto, where uh, where they were talking about oh, they Africa. Yeah, they thought that that was like one of the, like the filler songs, and it became like the biggest song. Like the, yeah. them not and anybody there. But yeah, but no, I'm yeah, I'm not ta- I'm not talking about hair metal specific. I'm just talking about examples of a uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, where they were like, yeah, we thought it was, we didn't really think much of it, which is kind of funny because that is a weird kind of a unique well, I'm song. Sorry, I don't you, know why you brought yeah. up the cherry pie example, right? Well, that was that, written to be a hit. No heaven. Yeah, that heaven. was. Yeah, that was oh. them telling Janie, yeah, like, but we need you to write. What did he, or, he or said? Maybe, write me a song like Love in the Love in an Elevator. Was like yeah. the or maybe third it's more than the album or it's, something. It's more that he like wishes it didn't become a hit in retrospect, kind of a thing. Yeah, that was cherry pie. I'm just saying, yeah. like, didn't heaven they was have not, him write that. Who? Didn't they have him write yeah. that? He like banged it out in an hour. Yeah, or something? yeah, or so he yeah. says. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, like, like heaven is the example of like that was like ballad filler. And it was the song that took Warrant, you know, from that, you know, one leg tour to a set. And all of a sudden more people start coming to the shows. And we never expected Heaven to be that hit that took us to that, you know, radio Excellent. airplay level yeah. that allowed us to keep touring. <laughs> um, so, like, but, but it was still a ballad. They still had to know that a ballad could take off. Like, I just right. don't know that you would ever write anything goes or you're crazy and think, well, okay, yeah, I think this is the hit. And, uh, well, I mean, they placed it in the back. You know, it's filler. It's just track 11 and yeah, 10. They, like, they, it's they filler. Knew. You know what? They knew. And if, anything, for a and if anything, maybe it is kind of... Ooh. We're cutting you off. You don't know. No, no I can't, in a way, I can kind of compare it to the Nirvana thing, where it's like you get into Nevermind, and, like every, and this is debatable amongst you guys, but I think you can see... The different, the you know, differentiation between like a smells like Teen Spirit and a lithium versus like a lounge act or an on a plane. Well, I love on a plane, but it's like you could tell, and it's like, well, maybe did they just put lounge act and stay away on there to maybe kind of uh, appeal more to like the Bleach era fans or something like that? It's like, yeah, we already got the hits on it. We've already got the radio. We got so the we got just, the we got the money making. Let, so let's just some math. Yeah, let, no. Let, let me throw in some stuff that we know, you know, wouldn't normally sell, but we want to do this for the fans kind and of again, thing and looking, represent where we came from, kind of a thing. And again, we're looking at this through twenty twenty two eyes. I mean, True, as far yeah. as eighty seven. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is. I mean, yeah. Songs. Yeah. Uh, like the previous two. Like anything goes in your credit are very much kind of stock and trade of that era. I mean, they're kind of living that. Uh, but it's hard though. Again, you can't you. Again, we can't give, let them off the hook too much because of what has come before it. Yeah, as far as yeah, as far as the other house songs on here, where it's like yikes, okay. But again, they're, this is during the recording. The album hasn't hit yet. This is Maybe all in the moment. Yeah, they so, recorded these songs because they yeah. were just well tuned song. Well, uh, what would you say that? Well oiled songs that they had been playing yeah. lives in clubs, and the fans loved them. So they said, "Hey, the fans love them. Put them on the album." I, and do, that could be, I yeah. do think beyond their scene. I yeah. do think anything goes is like a really early. I think early, there's videos so. of them playing it in like '85. Okay. okay. So this is like so a really a, early song, yeah. So, so it's like all one right. of those objective kind of all right entry. Well, all right, okay. I guess it has a significance to that era of the band, but does it? Does it translate? <laughs> no, I hear yeah, yeah on not, an album like that. I'm not that, arguing yeah. for it. I'm just, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh okay, wow! Well. Actually, it's dating all the way back to 1981, when they were in <laughs> they were home. in the, they were in their band Hollywood Rose, which was I guess the band that predated Guns N' Roses. I think it's it was the just L.A. Like, Guns merger. I didn't think Hollywood Rose existed in 81, because I, th I thought he came to L.A., what, in 83, Yeah, 84? according to Genius.com, what does it say? Anything Goes is one of the oldest Guns N' Roses songs, dating back to 1981. Originally titled wow. My Way, Your Way, an early version was written by <laughs> Axel and Izzy for their former band, Hollywood Rose. I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think Hollywood Rose 
Hollywood Rose no, is the merger of of or was yeah, now, Tracy Axel Guns came, and yeah, Axel I think came to L.A. in like '84, I think, yeah, or late '83, early '84. So maybe that's a genius got it, got it wrong. Yeah, I don't <laughs> At know. Least on the date, look into that. Yeah. Well, it's time to move on to Rocket Queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how punchy that kick drum is. It's not still going, right? No. Nope. You're good. Okay. All right. Yeah. My sound has been kind of weird. So, yeah, this is frustrating. I mean, I, this is, yeah, again, I'll save it. I'll try to save it for the love it or flush it. But this is, you didn't need anything goes. You didn't need the, the, like the, yeah. Or like as far as, as (laughs) the 12 year old. Yeah. See, yeah. 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 Yeah, Here. Yeah. This is like for advanced listeners as far as uh, rock and roll (laughs) songs. This is a mature. Yeah. A a mature song about sleazy said. Yeah. This is, (laughs) if that, if that, if that exists. Well, okay. Well, well, I'll trademark that. Okay. Sleazy. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, It's a bit more of their age. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. Again, the song is very, yeah. It's got this mood to it. It's got this, yeah. Very kind of cool darkness to it. And you can see as far as just how he's singing, it's like you're, yeah, it's like you can see he has command of the situation. Uh, if I say I don't need anyone, I can say these things to you because I can turn on anyone. Yeah, just like it. It's like, okay, all right, this is better. Okay, this is a little bit more. Yeah, it's still LA, but it's, yeah, it's kind of like the door is LA, like that kind of, yeah, it's, it's experience. It's like it's speaking uh, in the, yeah. This is yeah, one of the, the songs that yeah. I would expect to be included on the greatest album of all time. Yeah. This is the I, I don't consider this, this one a, a deep quote. cut because I know it. It, it. It's it's I guess it has enough notoriety and popularity yeah. um to not really can be considered a deep cut. I love how it has kind of a anti welcome to the jungle opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's it's it kind of mirrors that. It's but it's quite different. Um you know, it's a great groovy riff and you can hear what's coming. There's something about this song that reminds me of Estranged. <laughs> I was just going to make a joke, but I'm not going to do it. Oh. Anyway. Well, okay, I feel like I make, uh, I mean, like, I can hear Estranged in this. I can hear, um, even just like, it kind of reminds me of Skid Row, Midnight Tornado, where you got the two songs in one at the end, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they both kind of work together. It, it's not the most incredible version. I would take Estranged over this, but you listen to the end of it. What are your guys' thoughts on the... Uh... Are you playing? Something? I mean, just the way it kind of kicks in that you know more melodic ending. It's 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 cool. It's, it's yeah, I like Slash's yeah soloing oh, sorry, at the end is very yeah. kind of it's very a great melodic. Outro. 
What do you um, what, what are your guys' thoughts on the uh, chorus effect of his vocal, where it's almost I like a little it. bit I, of a phaser? I do kind of think that's interesting. I think it, I think it's necessary. I can't hear the that part without the. It just it adds a little bit of grit, I guess, to the. Yeah, yeah where it's, it's, it's where cool. it's where it's almost where it's almost like a kind of a spacey kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, where yeah, I don't know if it's a good thing or not as far as him singing, where it's like the listener is almost like in a altered state or the person it, he's talking to or whatever. Yeah. It fits yeah. at the, it, yeah. in a closer, something about it just works yeah, in a closer. I agree. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of weird. He had Kevin at four Oh five. It's got this weird where it really almost schizophrenically kind of switches. Yeah. As far as the mood, uh, It's the two lost kind of souls leaning on each other, which is kind of what the song is. Yeah, two people kind of like they couldn't yeah, be with anybody except for for the two of them, but they're kind of on that road to destruction, which again is again the theme of the record. Uh, but again, this is what this is why anything goes does. Well, okay, I'm gonna save it for because I know we're getting to that section. But the, the, but yeah, this is yeah this is that sex song. This is the song that should have been on there, and only that. Yeah, <laughs> as far as that topic. Yeah, I think that well, was. I think they could have done. Very well. I don't know why any why they need, yeah, why you had to have two songs like you had the yeah you know, with the two previous songs. Why you had to have those to get to where we are now? And you still yeah, had it of... so easy, <laughs> right? Even though it's so easy is more of a yeah. scene, you know. Of yeah, the and, LA that, and, and that and that has a weird song. hook, I guess you could say. Yeah, they kind of yeah, that's a little yeah. There's enough there to keep it yeah from being totally generic, but and I, I don't um, I don't think. Yeah. We have to address the elephant in the room here, guys. We got we got to talk about it. But <laughs> are you, you going to talk about the bridge? Uh, we got to talk about it. But my question is, and and I think I had heard this uh, when I was yes, younger. Yeah. I don't know why and, I forgot about and it. Yeah, I I, kn- I not exactly what I you're know, thinking. I, I'm going to say, but I know what the story. Yeah, if you want me to, it's yeah. no. It's I knew that the woman was the girlfriend of steven adler right but that is not who she's with in this recording yeah it's axel that is kind of crazy to me that that flew oh yeah like no it it didn't he there was i think a kind of a uh, an altercation i think i would hope so yeah, I mean, it wasn't enough to break the band up, but again, everybody was sleeping with everybody's girlfriend. I mean, these were all. Yeah, I mean, if you read about the normal. scene, it was. There's a yeah, Alex. I'll, I'll, send it, I'll send it to you later. You can watch it. Also, I, I, I heard today yeah. about yeah. apparently da- uh, David Bowie showed up during the. Uh, there's actually a video for "It's So Easy" that that actually came out with the um, reissue a few years ago, but yeah. I don't think it was released at the time back then. But it was filmed back then. And yeah. I guess David Bowie showed up. It was like they were at the cat house and it's like kind of like a live video. And I guess uh, David Bowie's having some drinks and ended up, I think, kind of flirting with Axel's girlfriend at the time. And Axel oh, socked funny. him in the face. <laughs> David Bowie. I, heard that. Yeah. I, I, I hope that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. He, that, yeah. Not that, I mean, I love Bowie, but yeah, that's, that's just. But then as old drummer thinks he can have his way in the L.A. As, scene. Yeah, as far as Axel is just not giving. A, yeah, whatever. Yeah, about it. just his surroundings. Yeah, just like okay, well, I, I have to say Bowie. that some He's of those stories. <laughs> you know, I, I read the Guns and Roses yeah. book, and we can get into this yeah. in the general discussion. So I'll keep yeah. it brief. But some of those stories, like when you have actual stories that are real, like you know, like the riot, you know, in St. Louis and stuff, that's all documented. It makes everything else seem 
true when it probably was at least somewhat exaggerated. Yeah. Like, and then some of the stuff you're just like, eh, nah, I, I, I'm not buying it. Like maybe mm-hmm. something, but there's just no way that this like, you know, or you, you hear from Slash and it's like, okay, that's probably the way it happened, you know, or, or you hear from the other right. perspective and and that's probably the story. Mm-hmm. Like the truth is just in between. And, you know, I, I had heard about this story, uh, you know, the 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 bridge and everything. And yeah. uh, and I knew of the song, but I had never paid attention to it. And then I'm like, wow, like the book made it out or the story made it out to be so like, wow, like this is just like this crazy thing that happened in the studio. And then I had to go back and listen to it. And I was like, eh, I don't know. It didn't really come across that well. And it, it, it seems very staged. Like I, I almost can't. Well, I think it kind of was. I mean, because I said they purposely like mic'd up the. I mean, it wasn't just. A, I don't think it was necessarily. Well, it's just a I, thing. It seems like it was contrived. It, it was added there just to increase the lore of it. I don't want to get too detailed about what I'm going to say here. This is going to sound weird, but I almost don't buy that that full on activity is actually happening. It almost sounds like she's just up. You it's know, just it's, it's just her in a room by herself, you know, making those weird. noises into a microphone. It's so like the, I don't know. Like, the girl at the center of the story was her name, Adriana something. I can't remember the... Uh, yeah. But I will say, now, there was something I came across, but I, again, I, I don't know how, because no, nobody's been able to really verify it, but she said that that's actually supposedly not all her on the recording. If not, Was it the Pink it was, Floyd woman, too, from Dark Side? Oh, yeah. She shows up. How can we forget? Um, but anyway, no, that there was, hey, that there was she got credit else. for that. This girl didn't. Yeah, that there was some, yeah, that there was yeah, that there was somebody else like in, in their inner circle. I think it was a girl who was with Axel, who uh, who she says that she and Axel kind of like supposedly. I, I know I I know there's a lot you could get into, and a lot of it's kind of worthless. Yeah, kind of just yeah, just just in her, in her band, just like oh, people taking credit for one thing or saying that they were there or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't remember. If, most of them are sadly kind of faceless people. Um, but there was another girl who was involved who said that her, most of the, of those vocals are her. And a lot of it supposedly was kind of re, uh, was kind of like re or, uh, rehearsed. Uh, but that hasn't been, but for the most part, yeah, the general story has been the one that Alex brought up was, yeah, that it was Adrian, uh, this uh, Steven's girlfriend, but I was kind of surprised finding that little detail, but again, there wasn't enough. Cause again, you're just getting their word against, yeah, this other person's. It's one of those yeah. things that I, I, doesn't. Yeah. Aid, oh, all right, well, I'll let Kevin go. It's just one of those things that you, you hear in 2022, and you're just like, oh, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in no, 1987, it was probably like, yeah. oh my god. Again, again, there's six minutes here. Yeah, there's enough good stuff here where it's like, okay, it's like, all right, there's enough I can kind of get into. I was, but, I was gonna say yeah. when we've ventured this far down the road, uh, all the signs on this road are saying. We should go to love it or yeah, flush I it. Suppose no. so. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he wanted to interject. We got to be done with that. You got to be a little bit. That's exactly yeah. what I want to interject. Yeah. Like, we're gonna get into he said, she said about yeah. this that's bridge good. of this song. Yeah. Like, come on. And now, love it or flush it. All right, it. Alex, take it away. Yeah, tonight's order is gonna be inverse of the opening statement. So we got uh, Kevin, myself, Chris, and Mark. Open it up. Title or uh, big opening track, Welcome to the Jungle. Kev, what are you giving it? Keep this one around. Give it a love. Yeah, I got to do the same. Probably don't need to hear it anymore, but it's like running with the devil type territory where it's like, oh man, that's the way to start a career. Chris? Yep. Yeah, for that intro alone, yeah, big love. And Mark? Um, I think I've kind of boxed myself into a buy with this one. 
because wow. this is just the way you open a film. Yeah. I, I, I construct every buy, I love it or flush it, with my buys being the scenes in my movie about Guns N' Roses, yeah. and it's just, this. you have to open with this one. It's, it's about as literal as you can get as far as opening the gun story, as far as coming to LA off the bus, and that's yep. pretty much what he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I've seen too much of the music video in it, but, you know, it reflects right. the, the lyrics and the story of the song, so. Right. I get you. And, yeah, I mean, if there was, honestly, if there was ever, like, a Guns N' Roses biopic, Welcome to the Jungle would be the title, I think. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, uh, track two, It's So Easy. Why was the only one buying this? <laughs> ah, just because it's so overplayed. But Kev, yeah. uh, uh, It's So Easy, what are you giving it? <laughs> the silent flush. There it goes. Uh, no way. I'm giving it a love. I love this song. Chris? Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah the vocals are kind of goofy, but uh, there's a lot of cool kind of instrumental play there you gotta give it a so gotta give it the love and mark yeah sorry kevin it's 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 just two guns it's two strictly right. guns no, fine. i got i got yeah least... but i i reflected the sentiment of the group part yeah you took the hit that's true that's true all right track three night train kev this is where i pull out my buy thank you i feel like this is just such a I don't know. It just feels like the band wrapped up in a song or this album wrapped up in a song. My second favorite song on the album. And I will agree. I won't buy my favorite song because I think this one absolutely encapsulates the band. You, I, I just see guns and roses and I just, this is the, the song I think of. So bye for me. Chris. Uh, yeah, an enormous love for me. I mean, I, I don't think I have to, uh, restate my previous uh yeah it's just a classic yeah and Mark. chris so you have an you want an extra buy on this one or do you want to save it for uh one of the use your illusions or oh maybe no oh I, I do oh i do have it oh no i'm gonna use no, it every four so he's got two Are buys we, on spaghetti incident so i can so i can use it now if i want my second buy you can you have a second buy and you can use it every fourth album you know, in, in oh. every you know, four albums, because you ask the questions, you obviously can't win one. So if you use it this album, you can't use it until the spaghetti incident. Okay. Uh, I th- um, yeah, this is. I'm, I'm gonna use it here. Yeah, yeah I, I think you have to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't. I don't want to give. I don't want any spoiler alerts. But yeah, as far as yeah, my yeah. Is there the anything you want to go back and buy? Uh, now that we welcome to the jungle. <laughs> I want to buy. Yeah, you know what? I'll buy Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Uh, that'll All be right. my first. Your first. All right. And just you know what? Love no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah I'm getting it. Yeah. Chris is that guy in front of you at line and just can't make a. Yeah, it's, 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 been, a, it's, 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 it's been a long day. Um, okay, no, I'm going to. I'm gonna hold on to it. Actually, I'm gonna hold on to my other buy. I'm so sorry. I'll cancel that buy. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do After my all that, he's making the salesperson take the junk back to the shelf. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm and fine, and then he walks out with nothing. Yeah, my yeah my my Amazon refund. Yeah, okay, I bought it. But now ten minutes later, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cancel it. the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to cancel the delivery. Yeah, there we yeah. go. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, no question right. here. Uh, I thought it was gonna be interesting because we were gonna have a universal buy, but Chris uh, walked away from the purchase. But I'm buying this one. How do you not follow up your opening scene with this one? I mean, it's just it's just one two. That's, that's yeah. how you open a movie. But this one, a night train. So my second buy already. Wow. I'm done. Um, two buys in the first three songs. That's fair. All right. Track four, Out to Get Me, Kev. Uh, 
If I had a second buy, this was going to be my second buy for sure. Unfortunately, I'll just have to give it a massive love. Ditto to that, Chris. I feel like a jerk. This is the one song I just could not remember for whatever reason. It just did not stick with me. I know. I know you guys were just drool- dro- uh, drooling all over it. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to have to, I don't want to, I guess I'll have to flesh it. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. It's, Chris, it's totally okay. Yeah. You're not going to lead the percentage this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's our goal for you for 2022, not to lead the, the percentage. percentage in love. Don't bit Chris. Yeah. Yeah, always wins. Um, I am going to have to love this one. I also might be starting to come to the realization on why this is such considered such a great album. If you look at the first four songs, just from a, you know, if you're, or if you're writing your screenplay about a band coming to L.A. or Axel coming to L.A., I mean, look at these first four songs. Welcome to the Jungle, Getting Off the Boss, It's So Easy, like, wow, look at this scene. I can get anything I want. Night Train, yeah. you know, the darker side of that, you know, like after the party's over, I just want to get drunk um, and uh, out to get me. I mean, we're going to run into the law at some point. Mr. Brownstone coming up next. You yeah. know, you got you got the big H around the corner. I don't know. Like, this is one <laughs> cinematic album to start. The big H. Yeah. First, yeah. And Paradise City, too. Like, you, you get high, and all of a sudden, everything looks good again. Wow. Like, this first this one through six Side punch one. is just totally yeah. a, a film. All right. Well, Kev, what are you going to give the big H? Yeah, I'm going to keep the big H around, actually, as, as funny as that is to say. Uh, I'm keeping it in my life. Um, as as disappointing as that chorus is, um, I, it's not flush worthy. I mean, honestly, the riff is good. Uh, it's 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 too unique of a song to, to, to flush off this album. Yeah, I agree. And I do... You know, I, I was going to say, I wonder if, like, the radio didn't play it so much and almost kind of pounded into the, you know, general consciousness that, yes, this is a single. Yes, you should know this song. Yes, you will hear it on the radio. But then you do listen to the rest of the album, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, this one does stand out, you know, compared to some of the other ones. So I, I think it's fair, and I will keep it around as well. Chris? Uh, yeah, 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 big love. I think it, uh, it's, it's got so much personality. Uh, and it's got this again, this very kind of quirky sense of humor with a very dark kind of s- subject. So yeah, I got to give it a big love. And Mark, uh, ditto, Alex, love for me. All right, <laughs> and track six, Paradise City, Kev. Uh, I know I trashed the last two minutes, but it's a necessary part yeah. of this album. Keep it around. Give it a love. Uh, I'm going to do the same, and I'm going to give a strong love to the WLSAM uh, radio edit version <laughs> of the song. <laughs> Chris. Uh, yeah, uh, another big love. Uh, two, the last two minutes and all. Uh, yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's one of those rare moments of yeah, stadium uh, kind of bringing everybody together. Yeah, yeah, big love. Oh, so. And Mark. There's too much in here not to give it a love. Too much good stuff. Yeah. Track seven, My Michelle, Kev. Okay, hang on. Before we go to this one, yeah. like, isn't that theme continuing here? I do see so what you're, you're saying. So you've gotten yeah. Thera Party City. Now you found a girlfriend, My Michelle. Of course she's into something weird, or her parents are into something weird, because it's L.A., so it's porn or something. Think about you. Yeah, I don't know. Like, geez, I mean, this is I really... never. Th- I never thought of it that way, but that does... It is lining up. I don't know if it was intentional, but it does work. Mm-hmm. You know? Obviously, it makes the story a little bit cool. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're back-crediting things that may have not existed at the time, <laughs> but hey. Yeah. 
Eh, whatever. Makes the, the show more interesting. Uh, my Michelle. My Michelle, my Michelle. Where am I feeling with this album? 12 songs. Here it comes. Something's got to get the tea. Michelle's just getting the flush. Michelle averted. I, I, I just I just don't remember this one that much. All I remember is Mark saying it could have been better. That's all I remember <laughs> well, about this. Got song. the Robert play. My, 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 my Michelle. Oh yeah, that's not helping. I remember this yeah. from way back when, and I, and I do, if anything, like the verses quite a bit. So uh, I'll keep this one around. Chris. Uh, yeah, same here. Yeah, a very cool uh, minor key sounding song about a girl on the edge. Yeah, what's not to love about it? Yeah. And Mark. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm conflicted because on the merits of the song, I want to flush it. On the merits of the album, I want to keep it. Uh, I oh, guess I'll have to... Uh, light squeeze this, it. <laughs> you know, I, I guess I have to keep it because we're... Are we judging this on a track-by-track basis or we're judging it on one of the greatest albums of all time basis? And I, I'm going to err on the side of the album and keep this one. Right. Even if I would flush the song, it's not that good. I would flush it, but... Where it is, and it's kind of like that Don't Tread on Me from Metallica. Like, only here it works. Oh, come on. That's a great song. Yeah, but it, uh, it's uh, kind of cheesy. Don't tread on me. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Track eight, Think About You. Kev. Uh, I got to keep this one around. If anything, it's m- really memorable for the weirdness. Yeah. yeah and uh, actually, I'm going to consider this a Stocks on the Rise, actually. Um, I'll keep it around. Kevin stalks on the rise. Just because it's like, honestly, out of the whole album, think about you, you're crazy, and anything goes were the three that I really didn't know. And uh, this one kind of is is standing out a little bit, especially that chorus. I can I can sing it right now. It's it's mm-hmm. memorable. Yep. Um, it really is just the chorus for me to to be brutally honest, like Mark. But I, I think it's good enough to keep it around. So, Chris. Yeah, this is where this is actually actually going to be my first buy. I did a, this is one I kept I kept coming back to, and I don't know why. Like I know maybe it is does play into the, what Kevin said the weirdness of it, but I just love the flow of it. As as generic as it is, it's just yeah, it just had that that sixth under sense thing. Chris, yeah. Chris, I hope I know what your second buy is. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. What's Mark given think about you? Okay. Uh, I what you gave it uh, a big love, or, and you know what? I'm gonna give it a, a, a break out the soundboard for Alex's warm blanket on that chorus. Oh, where is that? I it's forgot been a where while. that button was. I never used it. In yeah. box, so and now, Alex's warm blanket. Think about you. Yeah, it's like a yeah. weird. It's almost like a weird chorus for him to sing. It's like that doesn't sound like a typical Guns N' Roses chorus, but he makes it work. And I can't think yeah. of anything else like it. I mean, like, you know, Don't Cry was pretty unique of a, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll find something. Yeah, we'll but. get there. We'll get there. All right. The the other big hit, Sweet Child of Mine, Kev. Yeah, uh, I'll just give it a, a love. I mean, I don't need to hear it, but yeah, that outro is undeniably great. I mean, that's the part that I always listen, listen for. If I hear it on the radio, I tune it out in my brain until we get to that part. Yeah, I'll say the same, except I love that solo and the outro, so I'll I'll tune out up until the solo. Chris? <laughs> uh, yes, for somebody who likes um, strong uh, pop rock uh, songwriting, uh, this is a one of the definitive examples, and I always appreciate that uh, as far as when somebody really 
really kind of takes it to that level. So yeah, big love. And a great example of the neck pickup on a Les Paul. Yeah, that's Pretty true. Much, yeah. Mark. Yeah, I mean, it, it it would be the edgy thing to flush this one just based on the amount of times I've had. It's not going to terminate a in jump. My life. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm going to love it too. All right, you're crazy. Track ten, Kev. <laughs> Here we go, yeah. everybody. Are the we ready? Kaboom. Hope the toilet isn't clogged. Uh, no, I, uh, no, I'll unclog it for you right now. They <laughs> gotta roll in a new toilet. Yeah, to bring it. Are we bring it. Bring, oh, bring, is that? <laughs> bring it. Bring in the booms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boom train. Yeah, keep the boom train going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever's left, I'm following up. It's like it's like when 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 the, the US has to go bomb something in the Middle East and they just have to like release a bunch of bombs and they just keep coming. Gotta make sure that cave has imploded. <laughs> just making sure there's no residue. Okay. Track eleven. It's glassed. Goodbye. Track, track eleven. Anything goes. Gav, I'll give you a second, but it's your up. Does it? <laughs> We went from classy to song to bringing out the out of order. Yeah. Yeah, send it down. The bomb the the pilots got back from their bombing raid, they went straight to the toilet. It gives a new meaning to any yeah, it gives a new meaning to anything goes to the bathroom. Yeah, and this is where this is going. Right to the bathroom. <laughs> this is like one of those moments yeah. when, when like, there's something, like when you know something bad has happened and you're casually strolling away and you see authority figures running to the scene of the problem. And you just know, like the toilet is overflowing, and you just see the dean running top speed. That's what this song is. Another flush. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right. Wrapping up the album with the closer Rocket Queen. Kev? Uh, bridge aside, I think I have to keep this one. Uh, around it's it's again unique it's a solid closer uh should have been after sweet child of mine and uh would have bumped up the album a little bit yeah i'm gonna agree sure. i i think this is a very solid closer and i actually liked it i knew about it from way back when but i don't know if i ever heard it all the way through i think i maybe just knew the song more based on the story around it but uh it's actually a pretty good song yeah so chris it is, and yeah, predictably, yeah, this will be my my second buy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna keep my mouth. Yeah, shut. it's okay. You keep. He's gonna silently. He's hoping nobody notices. Yeah, he's graduated from the spank line to something more sophisticated. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah, sleaze for the sophisticated uh, and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That should be the title of the episode. Nirvana, music for morons, and Guns N' Roses, sleaze for the sophisticated. Kid. <laughs> and I'll just find the most unattractive picture of Axel, too. Just as the, as, <laughs> the, as the, the hamburger picks. The, the, the once he tried to get banned. Oh, man. 
All I right. love this song. Yeah, yeah it's good. I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know if I love, love this song, but it, it's definitely good enough to keep around. It, uh, it kind of foreshadows uh, their more ambitious direction of uh, songwriting. And one, even if I probably would take Midnight Tornado as a closer over this one, one um, thing I, that's probably yeah. just personal. One thing I was going to ask, too, when you were talking about uh, the story, the way these songs, uh, the track listing kind of reflects like a movie or a storyline. And then I went and I thought of the album title, Appetite for Destruction. Usually I don't ask these things because... You know, album titles don't always necessarily mean anything. They could be self-titled. It could be Van Halen 2. It could be unoriginal. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on the album title? I like I do it. Too, I think. Yeah, it's very much of its, it's area. Yeah, it it's kinda, pretty... Yeah. I mean, it's five guys with an appetite for destruction. Yeah, so it kind of fits. It's, again, it's a moment and all the pieces fit. But any, any other moment forward or back, it will probably wouldn't have... Yeah, it's just and, capturing the moment. Yeah, It's critical to have... You know, Van Halen, uh, the de- debut obviously being an exception, but I think it adds something to a great album, especially a debut one. Um, and I go, I know Nevermind is not the debut, but for all intents and purposes, it kind of is their introduction to the mainstream. Major uh, label, it definitely yeah. is, yeah, yeah, their major yeah. league debut. Um, and it's kind of cool to have a a title for your debut like that. It just kind of, you know, Nevermind, it works well. Appetite for Destruction, it, it totally works. Um with both albums, kind of the Guns N' Roses and Nirvana comparison, I think that they could not have picked, both of them have not picked, could have not picked more perfect titles for their um, their debut or mainstream debut uh, in, in both cases. So uh, I think I got to bump this one up to an eight. I think my uh, realization during the track by track, oh, I don't know, maybe even an 8.5. Wow. Uh, maybe 8.2. Yeah. yeah, okay, let's do it. 8.5, I'm joining that, Chris. That, that's, that's a leap of five or so on here. It might. I'm gonna bump up to an eight. Uh, wow. Okay. I was gonna go eight. I was gonna. I was gonna go eight point <laughs> two five. But yeah, I think I'll stick with an eight. Wow. Actually, have we have, yeah, have, have I, I'm going eight point two five. Then I'm, I'll do an eight point. If that's an option, if the quarters are an option, quarters have never been an option. Sorry. Well, we're well, we're 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 we're, we're the role. Uh, we, we can make up the uh, yeah. We're the archi- yeah. yeah. I just don't feel like I should be as high as Chris on the album because he likes it a little more than me. Chris, should you be a nine? No, I'm gonna keep it at eight point five. Yeah, yeah. Those two okay. songs kind of irritate me. Yeah, All right, we'll let you more. slide, yeah. Mark. With the okay, 8.25. I'll, I'll take an eight point two five. And I think this is one album we can definitively say was this boring to you, uh, the viewer at home, uh, because we all kind of had the same opinion in the end. All two hours of discussion, and really, it was pretty universal. No, not, well, nothing, that's kind of yeah. what I was thinking too. It's like I. <clears throat> It wasn't until maybe like an hour before the episode when I was really watching more live footage and videos, and it's like, okay, I kind of, I kind of, kind of getting like what people are saying about like what was so cool about this band. But it's one of those things where it's like nothing really wowed me. It's like it's objectively all good, but it it didn't make me catch the bug just yet, like I kind of hoped it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's maybe yet to come. come. I don't Can know. you I don't, imagine this prevailing album, opinions? I don't think so. Can you imagine this album yeah. though? If you're crazy and anything goes, we're gone. Whoa! Oh, I know. Huge. Yeah. 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 yeah what? What? Do you, uh, even the songs that you don't like, like My Michelle or I keep Mr. Those. Brownstone, still need to be there. Yeah, I would still keep those. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it really. Oh. Yeah. Like I said, it would be. It'd be a nine. Like it really, it's it's hard to argue yeah. against it. I mean, even Van Halen's debut. I don't know. Is there filler on that? I mean, Atomic Punk is a bit filler, I think. Maybe even Little Dreamer. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like a general fan 
I could see somebody saying Little Dreamer or like On Fire as a filler, even though I, we love those songs. Well, yeah. let, let's yeah. close this out with a debut comparison. Um, Nirvana's tough because the debut is really bleach. You got to compare this one to Nevermind, though. I don't know. We'll sk- I, maybe skip Nirvana for now. I actually see a lot of comparisons with i mean never mind i do because like mm-hmm. you kind of like were stay away and lounge act kind of like towards the bottom or almost like the you're crazy yeah. and anything goes and then there's kind of a big closer in yeah. something and it's kind of structured similarly i think yeah and, and the police uh outlandios uh queen the debut and eh, the queen that's a little weaker of a queen album yeah um uh Vinnie Vincent. Oh, no, that's a bonus episode. Piper. Uh, Pink Floyd. Piper. Yeah, I don't think Kevin's going to agree with that one. Uh, Metallica, eh, a bit childish. Uh, Van Halen 1 being the obvious close comparison. Like, greatest debut of all time. What would you say that, you know, Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, Van Halen, The Police, I think those would be pretty universal in terms of our opinions. Is this the best one? Yeah, probably the strongest. I'm reaching for Van Halen. Yeah, maybe a little bit more Van Halen 1, yeah. I know it's not as big, but it. Uh, I think even the le- even the less there aren't any even the filler have have their uh, there has their strong moments where here you've got you're crazy and anything goes aren't no yeah maybe 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 in '86 when they were a club maybe it was fun to hear but yeah but as far as but even that yeah they're if not those they don't songs hold were, up like were a, gone absolutely yeah. that, it would probably win I feel like Van Halen one is actually a little bit more timeless it's this fresher. this does feel this does feel rooted in the sleeves yeah. a little bit and like it was only and it was a song that came out during it during a, during like the height of the movement where van halen one was the beginning of something that was kind of like a turning yeah, point that's true okay yeah. well here's my argument uh yeah. this album has better songs and better songwriting uh the strongest Ooh. moments yeah i would say are stronger than van halen uh one but yeah uh, you know what i could see i, I could mean there's nothing that, like sweet child of mine on on van halen one no yeah that's no that, that 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 that's that's the yeah, i would say van halen one is probably more yeah, kind of maybe even more meat and potatoes maybe a little bit yeah just more having fun word appetite there's some moments on there that are very introspective they're very kind of telling the kind of like the, the little bit more the story of la in a more detail where van halen where van halen one isn't like that it's not meant you that album wasn't meant to make you think deep it was just meant for you to just to it's yeah to party to in the t- summer for, okay exactly, i'll say yeah. this though van halen one i feel a bit more balanced yes i would say so yeah, yeah. we were flushing yeah. things back then or terminating a, things a back bit, then a bit, I feel like it's a bit more dynamic, a bit more. Should balanced. we have a more variety. Variety. return to Van Halen yeah. one? <laughs> It'd be fun, to, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know. A lot of the, I mean, yeah. Jamie's crying is quite a bit different. So is Little Dreamer, um, and Ice Cream Man. I mean, it burns in the end, but even still, it's like you get nothing. Oh, I mean, Ice Cream it. Man versus anything goes. There's no question. Um, I don't know. Like you, you don't have that bona fide arena rocker. I mean, I guess Running with the Devil definitely is, but. Um, he talk about love. You call that song a call to arms for rock. Yeah, but it's it's not like, the <laughs> thing about Guns N' Roses. Uh, we're delving into general talk here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Forget it. Forget I'm it. I'm just saying, can, like they can, they we, could bring. They brought such a high, like Nirvana. They brought such a high quality amount in such a short amount of time. It took Van Halen, Motley Crue, every one of those bands. It took them four or five albums to generate the number of bona fide arena hits that guns and roses accomplished in two. our first album. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, one maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're still big. I don't know. User illusion. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that speaks to Van Halen's longevity, though. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it would be a fun. Uh, well, so, if we ever did some kind yeah. of matchup, uh, I think that these two would be a fun matchup. And throw Nirvana in there as a third, third boxer in the ring for some chaos. That would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, sounds good, guys. Let's wrap it up uh, tonight. Uh, we have finished our Appetite for Destruction. We are on to GNR Lies, their next album, released one year later. Probably just a cash grab, to be honest. They had to follow up with something, and they were certainly not ready to release Use Your Illusions uh, and the 30 songs they decided to serve <laughs> up on your plate in 1991. So we have to take a little stop, and uh, not sure how we'll cover the live tracks. We might do... A good old Pink Floyd, and what was that album? Amagama. Uh, Amagama, uh, where we just cover the back half. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yes, we'll talk one Who's in a million. Garden Party? The Grand the Vizier's, Vizier's Garden Party? Is yeah. One in a million, the Grand Vizier's <laughs> Garden Party uh, of uh, GNR. So we will find out next week with GNR Lies. See you then.